Welcome to the Keelhauled Podcast, the ultimate unofficial source of Sea of Thieves news. And we've got plenty of news in store, so tie yourself to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates! I hope you had yourself a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week is a very special episode. It is uh, one of the few times where I've had an opportunity to interview with one of the rare devs. Uh, this time, we are going to be talking to a gentleman, none other by the name of John McMurtry, who is also the voice of Sea of Thieves. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I've had him uh, do some intros for me in the past. I've, I've slipped those in and been very appreciative of that. Uh, we're going to be diving into a bunch of stuff. The main thing is going to be talking about his his job as uh, the video producer for Rare. Uh, as we're kicking off into Shrouded Isles, as we're kicking off into uh, the different adventures that we're going to be uh, getting in this game, there's going to be a lot of cinematic uh, trailers and videos that come out with that. And he is probably the best to be talking about what we can expect with that. Also, just kind of the day to day uh, as as a rare employee and what that's like, you know, we, we dive into a lot of stuff that's uh, both on his personal side and his professional side. But uh, we had really, really good conversation uh, and he was he was much more willing to, to go uh, way further than just the the hour that I was uh, uh, kind of expecting. So really appreciate him jumping into that with me. And with that, I think let's get into uh, that. But before we get into this really awesome interview, I have to thank the patrons over at patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast because they are the ones that are giving their money to help support this network uh, or the podcast in specific. And I wanted to thank them for that because it means a lot to me that they do so. It really helps out with a lot of the stuff that I do for the podcast. Uh, I just got some stickers, so I'm going to be reaching out to them soon to find out if they want them uh, and if they want like a few of them and then try and get those mailed out. So uh, keep an eye out for that. They're also the ones that knew about this interview well ahead of the time, too. So uh, their questions are the ones that are being asked in this interview when I do kind of dive into some of these things to help out uh, kind of inform some more stuff about Seathies that they may have been wondering about. So thank you to El Cute, Captain Hesco, Chateau Neuf, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, uh, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Kazia the Rogue, King Flameheart, Lumpy SRQ, Ocarian Darth, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus. Xbox Mike 29, Munchie, Registella, Rust Belt Kid, Savage Hamster, Norwegian, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Uriel Canes, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Fergatron, Murphy Lives, Neon, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruskidoo, Skitty Matt, Straw Hat Connor, Thor Von Blitz, Void, Windsor Chris, Captain Vane, and Zam Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. It means the world to me so let's get into the interview because i'm sure that's what you want to hear i didn't th- really thought about that but yeah there's so many pets at rare that are so <laughs> used to coming in with their yeah. their parents and it's like if they don't then there's that that whole group of attention that just isn't there anymore yeah it's a shame like i remember um pepper like so the geography of rare where the video team sit is a space called the broadcast lab which is in this the sort of main building as you walk into reception we're mm-hmm. uh like one floor up i am just off of reception and oh, okay. the room the room next to that was is a room called the conquer room um and that's where the community team used to sit so people like christina right, and joe and lee um yeah. and lee always used to give pepper biscuits or 
whatever oh. sort of snack he had there. So like the minute you let her out of the broadcast lab, she'd just dart into the community room, into the conquer room, <laughs> and like scurry towards Lee's desk. And it was oh, uh, it was great. Funny. So she oh. she had this whole routine, like in the morning, you know, you'd get there <laughs> and she would, I'd let her off the lead and she would just run, because you usually do a walk around the studio. So she'd just dart off to this bit around the back of the studio and wait for me. Uh, then we'd get in and she'd check the community room to see if anyone, and no one was there usually in the morning because they come in a little bit later than me. Uh, but then on the way out, she would always run and check Lee just to see if he had anything to eat. <laughs> Oh, that's that's so adorable, man! But you guys are getting you're getting back into the studio now, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's it's funny. Like I haven't moved back yet, but I am moving back tomorrow. Oh, nice! Um, so like I'll be in there most of the time from from tomorrow onwards. Um, cool. But yeah, no, a, a bunch of the a bunch of the team are actually back in there now. Um, it's it's an interesting one because obviously everyone's sort of adapted over the last two years to what they need to do but doing it from home mm-hmm. and now it's this sort of i think people have like what they liked from that what they didn't like from that yeah. and they're sort of just deciding try, we're trying trying to figure out basically what do we do going forward because there's some people who have loved being yeah. able to be at home you know for certain things there's some people who have missed the social interaction of being back at the, the studio and it's just yeah it's an interesting one trying to figure out what your you know your five days out of the week look like no mm-hmm. yeah it, it, having the opportunity to at least like be able to be home if you wanted to is is yeah. such a an interesting change i've got uh one of my buddies over at blizzard um he was like adamant about wanting to stay home like he, mm-hmm. he really really but blizzard was kind of like really kind of against it because they've been so used to being home-based oh, in irvine uh, right. yeah but it was one of those things it was like well everyone's having to work from home right now and mm-hmm. every i think all companies even my company uh i'm transitioning from this posi- the position that i was in where i had to be at the office because mm-hmm. everything i did was manual to this new position where it is going to be 100 percent remote oh, and right. it, it's funny to hear like the studio at rare is going back to the studios and, and, and in my life i'm going from the the office to work from home so yeah. it's really it's it's weird but i think i'll i'll probably enjoy this but yeah it's, it's just yeah. it's interesting to see like who likes what and who's more comfortable with it yeah and and it's, a, it's an interesting one in terms of like you know when people do go back to the studio or, or go back to you know a, a different workplace rather than their home um how you then you've got to manage that how like people how people work when they're in the studio versus working working with people who are at home and so yeah. i think we there's a lot of stuff that we need to make sure that we do in the right way so that we're not leaving anyone out or making, right? like it's, it's 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 really tricky that's yeah. the one thing that is is very obvious to me um, as somebody who manages people it's like it's going to be tricky i mean the great thing is we've had two years of practice for for figuring that out as well which is awesome yeah and like for, for the video team for example we've you know thankfully our workflow even though we deal with you know ridiculous file sizes you know gigabytes of data of you know footage captured and stuff <laughs> like that um our isps have been very forgiving um yeah <laughs> um th- thankfully you know we've got a workflow that actually isn't too bad so we've got we've already got some of our team who are just completely remote now um Man. but yeah no I, I i'm gonna go back to the studio and because there's, there's there's a lot of benefits of being in the studio as well um and well, 
you've yeah. got your you got the whole setup there i mean you've got all yeah. your equipment everyone exactly you know you got and it would be nice to get some of the equipment out of my house as well like, <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't love having like tons of lights and cameras and cables and stuff just <laughs> laying around it's like i didn't think i'd have to dedicate a room a whole room to my and my house to this but yeah <laughs> oh man so for for we haven't really haven't properly like officially uh talked about it but um so you you've been you for anyone that doesn't know john mcmurtry here is not only just the voice of sea of thieves also a very kind person to provide intros for this podcast but uh you've been working at rare for at least let me at least i'd say seven years yep you got it it's it's gonna yeah. be seven years in march yep man that's awesome <laughs> and you you got there you were you joined there uh was it because of uh mcfarlane or was or did so, you yeah. bring john in yeah so i was working at a studio called um creative assembly the, the guys that make yeah. um total war and they made like, halo wars and stuff like that as well, well um, we gotta get into that then <laughs> and uh john uh started at rare while i was at creative assembly and Basically, through chatting to John, he was kind of explaining what was going on, what was being worked on, um, probably telling me more than he should have. Um, <laughs> and uh, it sounded really exciting. And he was like, and he was going, and I think I could do with an extra hand down here. And I was like, well, the, the funny thing about working at Rare is that you have no idea how big a fan of Rare I was growing up. Like, I was a, a massive, yeah. obviously, Nintendo fanboy, like, and... And right. being a Nintendo fanboy means during the N64 years at least and the SNES years, like it means you're a, a massive rare fanboy. Like there's no way of avoiding that. Mm -mm. Um and, if you have any taste. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was mad because I was thinking, wait, 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 working at Rare, what's that going to be like? Because again, it's, it's because, you know, the studio was this thing that was, you know, used to be shrouded in secrecy. Like you were like, mm -hmm. oh, Rare is Rare is a like a secretive company. Yeah. Um, not so much anymore, but um, yeah. So I was like, nah, this is, this is just too good. Like I need to, even though working at Creative <laughs> Assembly was great and it was, it was brilliant. Um, I was like, no, I need to make the move to Rare. So yeah, I came up in March 2015, and that was when we were working on the the first E3 trailer for Sea of Thieves. Well, let's let's get into that a little bit because the the C three the the cinematic for the E3 for 2016 was kind of what set the standard for what Sea of Thieves was going to be, and in fact, it's it's been kind of the the unofficial roadmap for a lot of us uh, mm. for for the game you know originally it came out you know you had like trouble the cat on the on the table as a bunch of you know mm. the the original crews kind of descend upon the galleon while there's this huge battle going on um it's in, in having the music tied in but the the fact that you guys really kind of had this amazing fly through of this epic battle <laughs> Um, what, how did that even come across? Like, how did you guys start kind of building out what this trailer was going to be? Cause so many other trailers in video games are, are just kind of straightforward. You know, they'll, they'll kind of give you a, a really good hint at like what the story is about and like who mm. the characters are. And, you know, it's always very dramatic and stuff. Uh, but this was more like a, anything could happen if you're just looking in the right spot, you know, whether it be diving under the water to, 
yeah. uh, see mermaids, you know, pillaging a, a shipwreck or, you know, skeletons uh, coming after this crew who are, who are grabbing a gold hoarder's head as Captain Flameheart sits <laughs> in an archway. Like, how did you guys even come up with uh, that from the, the get go? Like, was were there was a more traditional cinematic trailer in store and this kind of came up out of nowhere or was this the, the thing from the get go? Well, that's an interesting one. So, so that you're talking about the 2016 one. So, yeah, we had obviously in 2015, we had that very first sort of, you know, starting with looking at the sun, oh, yeah. walking down to the ship and all that sort of stuff. So we had that oh, trailer yeah, that year. That and then 2016, you're right, we had this sort of frozen moments in time trailer. Um, yeah. As well as 2016 was also the, the E3 that we did, the picture-in-picture picture players, first time people playing yeah. Sea of Thieves. Um. With regards to the, the 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 frozen moments in time one, like I guess that was sort of like we wanted to give a flavor of everything that was want that was going to be in the game, like that we or the 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 prospect of what could be in the game, obviously as well, because mm-hmm. it didn't all turn up there in, in twenty eighteen, but uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I actually wasn't as super involved with that one as I was with the picture in picture because we knew the picture in picture was something we had to get well the picture in picture is an interesting story in the sense that we had such a short time to do it um but the the other one the frozen moments in time that was actually been worked on by uh, Paul Cunningham and a, a few others oh um okay and it's it, that was a great trailer because I think the the thing about it was that we like I said, we're trying to give you a flavor. And it was almost like we had all these amazing concept art images and stuff like people, you know, with the moonlight shining in behind them being at the map table. It's stuff mm-hmm. that's there in concept. And it's sort of like taking those moments and going like, okay, if you were to then transition nicely between everything, like what would that flow be? And it'd be like, okay, you've got the stairs, there'd be people coming down to attack them. You go over the side. And then what happens when you get in the water? It's like, well, what's in the water? We've got sharks, we've got. mermaid sirens all that sort of stuff down there as well shipwrecks and so it was just trying to touch on all those things that one people would expect from a pirate game especially a fantastical pirate game right and yeah like it's interesting looking back at that one because yeah there is a lot in there (laughs) that um (laughs) maybe still hasn't even come to the game yet i I think we I think you guys got it actually. Have we have I mean, we got everything now? Every everything down to the the rats. Well, that's why right. we ship. added rats recently. So yeah, yeah, that's that's there now. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it really has kind of so that was kind of one of my questions was um mm. and and I and I want to get back to the one that you were working on with the with the the uh fans that won the contest to come to the studio cuz mm. with Sea of Thieves Fest I know I was talking to uh, Thor von Blitz and um we were we were, he and I he was working to see if there was a way that some of us from the Sea of Thieves Fest that's hopefully going to happen this this summer mm-hmm. uh, if we could swing by the studio to say hi uh no <laughs> I mean I would love we, that yeah, yeah I, I'm sure it, it would be awesome but I, I'm I'm willing to bet there's probably too much legal uh <laughs> going on to, to be able to work work that into the schedule but um So with the cinematic trailers, um, mm. with everything that's kind of finished in the game now from the yeah. 2016 trailer, have you guys thought about going back to do like a new version of the of the the uh, moments in time, kind of the frozen moments to kind of lead in with some of the the hints or teases on stuff that might be coming in the future? Like, has you guys ever thought about trying to do a new version of that? Um, not a new version of that. I mean, the one thing I will say is, and we'll, we'll chat about this as we chat about adventures, uh, I suppose. Um, mm. You know, we are doing more cinematic trailers this year than we've ever done before. 
Um, literally, there will be a cinematic trailer with each adventure. So you're talking three adventures per season. So that's, you know, 12 a year. Um, that's amazing. So there's plenty of opportunities to to definitely tease things and maybe show things that aren't, aren't there right away um, in these cinematic trailers. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's interesting that something like that, you know, that maybe shows off a sort of broad experience. Um, it's not something we have planned right now, but because um, because we are so focused on the sort of evolving story of adventures. Which um, makes sense. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I do. I do love the idea and I do love that trailer. It's great. It's not my favorite yeah. trailer that we've done. My favorite trailer is definitely E3 2017 um, because mm. that the experience of making that was just amazing. Um, yeah but so uh, let's yeah. get into that like how, how how did that kind of kick off like how did you guys get started with with that and, and you know getting it done and, and being able to pull it all together mm. so e3 2017 was an, an interesting sort of position because obviously we've had e3 2015 where it was that first glimpse at it where it's you know yeah. showing a little flavor of what's what the game's about you know it's a pirate game then 2016 year we had the frozen moments in time one as well as players actually playing the game so when we get to 2017 you're like okay now you really need to you need to show people what this game is like mm-hmm. properly like so that was the the pressure there was to to make sure that we were being authentic to the game like we, that you know it was all done for real um and which it was it was you know it was just me playing the game on a controller just trying to play as smooth as i possibly could <laughs> um and with the the sort of caveat that we were going to sort of compress a little bit of how long things take yeah um so that we could squeeze it into the you know the xbox e3 show um and it was just it was it was brilliant because i was i was thinking about this the other day actually it was it was a period when obviously people were pushing hard to get the game done so everyone's working super hard and then you're asking people to say right okay we need to make you're still like you know we didn't release until march 2018 so you're still mm-hmm. quite far away from launch, but you're saying this needs to look exactly as it is going to be when people play it uh, when we release. Yeah. And so you're 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 getting a lot of different parts of the team to sort of chip in to help. Um, but it was great because it was one of those moments where um, we were sort of starting to construct it just in sort of whip form um, and. You could already tell that you're going like, all right, and then this would flow into this. And we were all trying to figure out, you know, how can we hide a cut or whatever? How can we sort of transition? Because there was no way you could obviously play it from end to end, all in one go and everything trigger perfectly. So where can we hide cuts to um, (laughs) make sure that we don't have to play this sequence over and over and over? Um, And yeah, it turned out out amazingly. And obviously it was a, a bizarre experience for me in the sense that it was my like voiceover um, from the beginning, right from the start of the trailer, right through to the end, and yeah. that was the sort of kickoff. Outside of the, I think we'd done some like alpha content update videos by then, maybe. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Like, but it was it's been you know, a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it has. Yeah, um, but yeah. That- I, I think that was it was one of the earlier things of like oh well we'll use John's voice and it's like which seemed bizarre to me I mean I was I was obviously 
I was up for it. I was like, well, yes, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was still quite bizarre that like, yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna chat for nine minutes over this E3 trailer. That's wow. like, uh, and then <laughs> the the best part about that was I got to go to um, LA that year for for E3. So I was in in the big you know in the big theater with like all all those what is it like hundreds if not thousands of people there watching yeah. the show, and then that trailer comes on and, and like I said it's a long trailer like in the sense that it's a nine minute walkthrough, um and just hearing my voice or boom around the room um was amazing. <laughs> it was so good, That's so cool, yeah. And that that really it's so crazy to to like have had a chance because the fact that you guys were able to do that video it still amazes me because so many of those videos, plus like the inside stories, mm -hmm. uh, all of that footage, you guys really did have to kind of, uh, just really, it was, you didn't have like the tools that I would normally expect no. for, for that uh, kind of capture. I mean, and, and, that, and the perfect example of that is, you know, sometimes you manage to get something you're like, well, you didn't, weren't even planning it. And you're like, there's no way to replicate it. So all right, and, and the, the example of that I'm thinking of is at the end of the, that trailer, um, you you shoot the last character and you turn around and you see the your ship um, coming up mm -hmm. over the crest of a wave. And that one time, because we're in a storm, that one time lightning struck the ship. And this was probably about because this was a really tricky shot to pull off like it was like in terms of setting the ships up where they need to be and all that sort of stuff yeah um and i remember we were probably about mm, 20 takes in or oh. something like that it was it was it, it'd been hours like and we were already kind of late into the evening and you know people were kind of like tired and wanting to go home mm -hmm. um and I remember doing that like so you, there's a cut on the on the gunshot so it's like you start by basically shooting uh, that person um and turning the turning your camera around and i remember just seeing the lightning hit and going oh god i i, I cannot mess this up now like i cannot <laughs> ruin the jump as i jump off i can't, I, can't I need to just make sure this is perfect now and are just being so careful and i, I could hear everyone sort of holding their breath behind yeah. me like the fact the fact that it wasn't you know people being like oh i was very aware um and then yeah just making that jump off the end is like and looking into the water and yeah i was so like again couldn't replicate it you could never you could never plan for that to happen i wish we had the tools to to actually force things like that to happen but we don't um yeah. but yeah that was one of those moments where like that was perfect so do you i mean looking at the trailers and stuff that you guys do now i mean mm -hmm. going even back to hungering deep or not mm -hmm. hungering deep um was that why yeah hungering deep mm -hmm. brain uh, you guys had shots where you had like a megalodon charging a ship and it was it was a a, a medium shot that was like following close so we do have megalodon. yeah yeah we do have like um some cinematic tools in the sense that we can go into sort of like free flying camera like okay um and that's that yeah no, that, <laughs> like it, thankfully we, we, we have come on a little bit like it used to be like i mean the first few um you know inside stories and stuff like that was just as a player, you know, so you do, how do you want yeah. to do a nice, like a nice tracking shot? Well, walk slowly. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, but no, thankfully we have a, an invisible uh, free flying camera now, like that we can sort of move around and lock onto objects and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a bit easier now, thankfully. Um, yeah. It's still not like the, the, the sort of 
obviously we could have gone into something that you know like well the equivalent of sequencer in unreal now like um mm. and just done everything that way yeah. um it, there was an it was an interesting point at the beginning in the sense that um we wanted everything to look authentic to how players were going to experience it like in this in the sense of literally the look of the game so yeah. we didn't do things like that you see we did in the cinematic trailers we where it's a bit different now obviously we do things like depth of field and all that sort of stuff and we'll change the the focal length etc and we'll add extra lights in um but for those uh, videos like for for any of the content update videos or for like stuff we were doing a few years ago it's like we it was always just yeah that's how the game looks that's the raw game we're just you know getting it from a slightly different angle yeah um, yeah, and that's... that was important um, because we didn't, we wanted to try and be genuine. We wanted to try and be, we didn't want to fool anyone. We weren't interested in making a, a, a trailer that didn't really look like the game, you know? Yeah. It, and that happens a lot with other games too. Like every time mm. I see like a, 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 like Elder Scrolls, like cinematic trailer <laughs> for the MMO. Yeah, like, yeah. My God, this looks amazing. And then I'm like, oh, that's, that's not what the game looks like. But see if you <laughs> Ever ever since I saw the the beta streamings uh, on mm -hmm. Twitch, um, it, it's like that was what the game was. And then yeah. I went and watched after that trailer or after that that uh, open beta back in February 2018. Mm -hmm. That was when I heard about the game. That's when I I found out everything that was going on. And that's when I literally went through the YouTube channel and consumed every single video to try and, <laughs> and get caught up on what the heck was going on because it, it just it had been such a blind spot for me yeah. with gaming that i just i felt like i lost so much time not knowing what this game was at that time <laughs> and i was like oh my god i have to so and i and i kind of want to bring this up because i i genuinely do miss the inside stories uh, yeah that mm -hmm. you guys used to do and if if only ever just to bring up the fact that I appreciated having those dives into the behind the scenes for the game and mm. knowing that the last couple of years, that's just that wasn't something that was going to be easily done. Yeah. Uh, going into the studio is is was that a, a, a series that you that you cherished or, or was that one that was like it was fun to do, but we've got bigger plans now. I think yeah. Again, certainly back when we were doing them, it was it was super important in the sense that we wanted again to be sort of open, transparent, and give people like we're saying we're not hiding anything here. You can have a look at it now <laughs> if you want. Yeah. Um, and you know, and sometimes you know, if it was like a behind the scenes, we'd show stuff that was actually still quite early, still quite rough. Mm -hmm. And like you say, over the last couple of years, um, we've sort of pulled back. Certainly because during production on a pirate's life there was just literally no way that we could show that yeah and there was so many things that were attached to that you know like whether if we wanted to show sirens if we want to show phantoms it's like there was there was very like few opportunities to sort of show that outside of the context of a pirate's life yeah it would be weird and yeah so it's definitely something we've been thinking about recently in terms of how do we change some of that and go back to maybe showing a little bit more of what we're working on and we've i've been really bad in terms of <laughs> trying to keep the consistency of the podcast certainly has been um very inconsistent but we are now going to be doing making sure we're doing one of them once a month at least um so like obviously we had the last one there with hot topics 
Yeah. So yeah, we'll be there'll be a bit more insight from the podcast and maybe not right away, but as we get towards the sort of middle of the year, I think there's maybe an opportunity to sort of bring back some sort of behind the scenes series as well. Um but yeah, it it, it is something that I think is important um as well in terms of giving people an insight into well it's also great to humanize the team like because a lot yes. of the time you people can um you know you, you can call, you can see comments online and they're saying i just wish they would it's so easy and you're like hang on a second let's well, maybe we could hear from this person <laughs> and you'll see that you'll see that they're working super hard and they're really passionate about it um, yeah. so um any opportunity to do that i think is actually a good idea so yeah yeah one of the favorite ones that I, that you guys did uh, was you did an inside story about the the pair that were working on uh, the Devil's Roar, mm. and all it was was the research and uh, depth that they went into to try and replicate like the boiling water in the surf. <laughs> and that video, it was like it, watching that was like watching something off of like the BB. Like it was just it was really really. <laughs> like in depth i was like man this is professional this is like hardcore prof like i felt like i just learned something i i, I didn't even yeah. pay for the college course for this but i feel like <laughs> i should have so i i really i love those videos but the uh you, you you mentioned something that i think is really kind of uh important i think for the the legacy of the, the game is uh having these videos and, and being able to go back to them but now as we're kind of getting into adventure uh, mm -hmm. You bring up how we're we're going to be getting a lot more cinematics, and I think the cinematics um, were the thing that really kind of showcased that awe-inspiring moment with the game. And, then, mm. and it's always been the thing that has always kind of wowed at E3s. I think like Curse Sales and Forsaken Shores were two yeah. of my favorite. I think especially with uh, Curse Sales and having the skeletons encroach upon <laughs> the the outpost. Yeah. and erect their their banners uh of war it was like oh, that is such a it's such a statement and yeah the, the atmosphere that you guys were able to to do that and get get it every everything feeling like really really good uh was it was just amazing it was just so I, much I, fun to have those yeah I, I love that trailer like um because it's actually it's kind of quintessential rare it's like in terms mm -hmm. of what we're doing with Sea of Thieves, it's like you get a bit of drama. The music sounds spooky. It's like, but then there's also a little bit of humor in there with the skeleton that falls off, and it's it's just the skull getting <laughs> carried away at the end, and then it, trying yeah. to cheer while the others are cheering as they go down and uh, under the water. Under yeah. the water. Um, it's so great. Yeah. So like, and it's so obviously we had we had Shelley in there as well. Um, <laughs> Let, let's let's bring up let's bring up that because we we just got this latest adventure shrouded isles just kicked mm. off um i've i've really enjoyed my playthrough of it uh but having wanda kind of being at the forefront um mm. while all this stuff is going on with uh with, with the shrouded isles like you you've been doing these these shorter trailers um to kind of showcase like the kicking off of these adventures mm -hmm. uh have, have you been wanting to do more long form content with this kind of stuff uh like being able to dive into like what's actually going on showing showing off like the actual battle at uh golden sands i mean I, it would be amazing to do um stuff like that i mean i think in terms of cinematics we are going to keep these they're all going to be roughly the length of what you just had with shrouded islands mm -hmm. um so we're kind of aiming for that you know 145 to two minutes sort of length um 
just just because I don't think we could do it otherwise doing one a month. Um, but yeah. um, it's interesting in terms of what we show in these cinematics. Um, they are sort of there to sort of set up the the event itself. So you, it's just a little bit of story that sort of gives you enough of what you need to know then going in and exploring around during these events. Um, mm -hmm. There are going to be things in there that... Mm, I'm trying <laughs> trying to figure out how much I can say. There are going to be things, because I've, I've... We'll get into this in a, in a little minute, but I have I've, I've written and the trailers for all the way up to the fifth adventure so far. Um, so that takes us wow. quite far into the year. Um, yeah, definitely. But... Um, The performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, it is a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and the Crop Reviver Toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is probably the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever? Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. And the Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400,000 LED spotlight you need uh, for a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. And you thought that was good, but you want to take your grooming game to the next level? Easy. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. And the Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides that same proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs on those delicate nose holes. Their Crop uh, Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner uh, will help change the way you approach your hygiene routine. And trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring the, your comfort and the boxers to another level. And it's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off the free shipping and code uh, with Keelhauled. Again, if you guys don't believe me, I've been using this for a couple weeks now. I really love it. One of the things that I didn't know about, and I'm going to grab the box now to kind of talk to this a little bit uh, as I dump all the stuff out. I didn't know this until I started reading more about the package, but Manscaped has actually paired with Testicular Cancer Society. Uh, it says Manscaped is not only the world's prominent or preeminent male grooming brand, but also the voice and movement of liberating men of all ages to be very uh, the very best that they can to being mindful, socially aware and respectable uh, or respectful to one and all uh, is the core of their mission. So uh, they're giving back and that's why they've partnered with the testicular cancer society to raise awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 to 35 to help save balls so if you want to learn more about how they're doing that you can head over to www.testiculaircancersociety.org uh, to find out details about that and again if you want to save money on this uh, you can get 20 percent off in free shipping with the code keelhauled at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code keelhauled and unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped
I don't want you getting in trouble. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. There's definitely things in the trailers beyond setting up just that immediate event as well. Like, that is the main purpose of them. But we're going to um, start some- showing things with characters that will then be resolved a little bit later down the line as well. Um, That's so, yeah. what I, I love. I, I love like you and in, in the team like do such a great job with the little teases and the <laughs> and the breadcrumb trails that you guys do mm. um it's been great to to have these moments where it gives the community a sense of of a, a point of access and then just enough to kind of step beyond that point to speculate with yeah and you know it gives us something to chat about to to kind of talk about and, and have fun with and <laughs> Uh, I, I don't want to dive too deep into any of the stuff that happens in the first adventure because I know a lot of folks are st- still waiting to get a chance to yep. to finish that up. So there's some spoilery mm-hmm. stuff uh, that I'll probably talk about later on. But um, <laughs> it, it's been really cool just to kind of see like what you guys are, are willing to push with this and having, you know, Wanda being the the access point for this first adventure is very telling based on you know just what was going on with the 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 orb stream that happened over mm-hmm. christmas uh as as well as like how her connection to the warsmith and and how that's going to play out and there's there's all this this kind of like lead-in that you guys have been doing a little bit over the last few months that has been really mm-hmm. fun just to kind of try and break down and I, I think that's what i'm looking forward to with these adventures yeah, I mean, and for us, it's it's amazing because we love, you know, I, I have a personal sort of passion of just browsing through Twitter and on Reddit and stuff like that and seeing what people are chatting about, what, what little things they've found or what they think might be happening and whether that's the right thing or not. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but the, it, it, like, you know, we're really excited by that sort of stuff. So we like, you know, sprinkling little teasy things where we can. Um, some of it is unintentional uh, occasionally. Like sometimes something will sneak into the background of a shot in a in a music video and uh, we didn't mean to put it there. Um, but uh, most of the time it is intentional. Uh, and then we just like to see whether one, anyone notices it. <laughs> um, and two, um, if, if uh, what people think it could possibly be. Um, it's, but yeah, I think um, in terms of what we're doing with the cinematics for adventure, there's there's it's really exciting like i'm i'm it's it's for me it's great because it's like it has been a while since we've done something like very cinematic um so the fact that we're now into this sort of cadence of let's do one a month is it's just super exciting because it's they're a lot of fun to make do you ever worry that uh the the what you do for the videos um doesn't like it gets missed when mm. people aren't paying attention to that and it's not something like do you ever feel like there's too much restriction in what you guys put into these videos because like right now i i, I the reason why i'm bringing it up is because i think of uh like athena's fortune is a is a book that is mm-hmm. widely available before it was a, an audiobook and i still run into a lot of people who have not read it and, mm-hmm. and and gotten a chance to actually get the story about you know ramses and lorena and stuff and now there are these characters in sea of thieves that a lot of people have no context for uh with you guys moving into adventure do you have mm-hmm. any worries about them missing out on the cinematics that might add clues or context to stuff that's going on in the game yeah it's definitely something that we're we've been thinking about uh, certainly as you said as we moved moved into adventures um I can't say anything right now, but we are looking at ways in which to make sh- to sort of surface 
lore to people in the game in a way that's sort of very easy to consume almost not i'm not saying it's gonna be like a you know here's the catch-up page like or whatever but there'll be we're working on something that'll make it so that you can go back and sort of if you if you're interested if you're going whoa that was an interesting little adventure that i just played how did this happen you can go back and then have a look at how did this happen um so yeah we are thinking about it and like (laughs) and and and, yeah because we that's the big thing for me as well like as you know somebody who spends a lot of time making these videos um is one how many people can we get to see it because obviously not everyone subscribed to our youtube channel although if you're mm-hmm. not you should be um uh, and so how do we how do we make sure that people who are just playing the game who come into it get exposed to that as well so that's something we're working on as well that's really cool because yeah that's it, it as someone who's like adamant about the the lore in the game and, and consuming all the stuff that you guys put out uh, I'm I'm always there for it, but it, mm. it always feels like I I always feel like either right on the the edge of what you guys are putting out or or like coming up to it. And there's so many people that I feel like have missed out on so much, yeah. uh, either because they're either just getting into the game now, which is amazing, uh, or they just don't know where that content has surfaced. Which obviously for for you know for me is okay because I get to do a podcast about it and mm-hmm. it helps helps kind of surface that stuff to people, but. I, th- I think I... as well, um, sorry to interrupt you there. I, I think, no, no, um, um, what was I going to say there? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll interrupt you and then forget what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, as long as we make it, like, and it's something that designer are conscious of, as long as people coming into an adventure or whatever voyage or story we want to tell, they shouldn't have had to have seen, like, a video that I've made or, or the team that I've made, um, to be honest. And they shouldn't have had to have read the book it should enrich their experience if they have like that mm-hmm. that's for sure but i think as long as we can sort of tell those stories within the game without having to you know say oh wait you, you didn't watch uh the cinematic for um shrouded islands oh well then you're not gonna have a clue of what's going on that's i don't think that's the right approach um it should always be an additive sort of enhancing thing um so as long as long as um we're sort of covering that and in-game in design then people should hopefully still get a decent experience out of it more than a decent experience out of it um, even if they haven't you know caught up with all the lore obviously that being said i i mean i'm in love with the lore probably as much as anyone so it's like um i wish everyone would go and sort of read all that because then they can get all the little references and things that we're putting in there um, and they'll mm-hmm. get more out of it if they do well that's like because that's kind of the the thing that i'm i'm wondering i mean as as the head of video production like one of the questions that i got uh from the community was they were wondering about like you guys have had connections now with disney and and it's Mm. done really well for for a pirate's life and stuff but i mean what what is kind of like your your next dream you're working at rare you're making videos for people (laughs) like are you any any aspirations for for trying to work out a deal with Disney? like is that a dream that you have as far as like trying to come up with a sea of thieves uh tv show and and being able to take this world and uh give it give it more life through uh like a video format like is that i mean things like that would be fantastic it's not something it's not like i i have no idea whether anything like that is in the works um and i i i can sort of say that if it is i haven't heard about it so um yeah. but and i mean obviously 
I would love to see this universe expanded in lots of different directions. And, you know, I'm sure lots of people on the team as well have different ideas about what would be the best way to sort of, you know, expand the expanded universe of Sea of Thieves. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, obviously, it, like we're, we've already got one book out. There's a, there's, um, you know, there's other stuff on the way. Um, there is but, a second confirmed as of the not this latest podcast but the prior podcast we did great we did get awesome. that confirmed we did get that confirmed awesome yep, yep. Yes. cool yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah chris is working on that second book yeah and that's gonna yeah. be awesome because obviously there's there's a ton of stuff in there that ties into the storyline that's being told uh can't wait I can't this year wait. through adventures yeah it's good it's it's gonna be very very good very yeah very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited for that and that's uh yeah there's there's all kinds of good stuff and there's so many characters that are are in the expanded universe that still haven't made their way to the game. Mm. Uh, so with with having like the 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 adventures, I feel like this is a, a perfect opportunity to kind of take what I've enjoyed about, say, like the comics, where the comics have been great mm -hmm. to to kind of showcase like different crews and you know having these other characters who are are very interesting to me uh, being brought to the game. Unfortunately, with things like um with arena being closed everyone's kind of had questions about what's going to happen to uh demarco and lacetti mm. uh and it's like well you know now they're kind of free to do whatever they need to if they're not if they're not heading up arena well that means they could literally go do whatever they want in well yeah adventure. exactly yeah uh, um so <laughs> I, I, lo I love that the adventures are are giving you a, a way to kind of showcase some of the stuff that you guys have done in the past with the mm. cinematics because i think that was the thing that i've 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 probably bugged mike the most about in the past <laughs> is, is like dude I, I want i want those big cinematic trailers they were, they were my favorite things about the game because it <laughs> it shows the world in this just beautifully lush live state you know like mm. a pirate wandering in during the middle of a storm uh to madame olivia's and dumping out a whole <laughs> bunch of junk out of his pocket and there's shelly just happens to be in his pocket <laughs> yeah i will well i i think you're you're absolutely right the adventures are the perfect way to sort of bring additional characters in and just to bring additional character into the game um it's like even just in game forgetting cinematic trailers the adventures um have so much more work being done on animation on voiceover like every character you speak to um you know is is properly voiced it's not just always text dialogue yeah. box um and that's interesting for from our side as well because obviously we can sort of lean into making the game feel slightly more cinematic um through adventures um and yeah like i say and and also have cinematic trailers themselves but it's going to be cool to see um which characters come in, which characters get their stories expanded. There's plenty of opportunity. Like I say, there's an adventure every every month. So um, yeah. loads of opportunity to do stuff. You bring up a, a couple of things that I wanted to dive into. Um, you've worked with a lot of voice actors in, mm. in the last bunch of years. Uh, and, and not to, to pick favorites, but I, I've always been curious. Uh, were you able to work with Matt Berry when you guys were working on that advertisement for, for, for uh, Seeking Shores? Um, yeah. 
you know, honestly, I would have loved to have his voice in the game because I, I, I think he's an amazing <laughs> actor. He's just hilarious. Like, he's got such a great sort of, like, unique voice. Um, yeah. But uh, no, it, it was just that that one trailer, and then that was that was him done. Um, but that would be amazing. And it's funny. There's actually, I mean, I actually think the even though they're not celebrities, the voices we've got some of them, the actors that are doing the voices, they're absolutely incredible. Like, oh, yeah. um, I'm I'm actually oh lucky lucky enough that I'm in on every voiceover session that we do for the game. Um, it sort of was a weird sort of turn of like who's doing this um so because when we got voice actors who weren't just people from rare the first time i ever did that was actually for um hungering deep for the the actor who voices merrick yeah um and so because it was a trailer it was kind of like all right john you should uh, you should be in this uh, session just to make sure you're getting what you need for the trailer and mm. then it sort of evolved that every other external voiceover session after that was it's either it's it's usually me and one other person so usually it's me and mike who'll be there sort of directing that session <laughs> uh, and that's gone now we've gone through god how many different characters through the different tall tales and all that sort of stuff oh, yeah. so um it's 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 one of the like big joys of my uh job is getting to sit on these voiceover sessions and and direct them and sort of um listen to these people just do magic um over a microphone um which is amazing well i mean they're 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 lending their talent to that but let's not discredit your ability to take that and then put it together in a way that oh i thought i was about to get a compliment on my voice there all right now okay oh my god i'm no that's that is not where i was trying to go with that no your voice is amazing come on well that shows you where my ego is at it's like oh he's going to talk about my voice now that he's talking about amazing voice acting (laughs) you will always and forever be the voice of sea of thieves there's there's there is always and the fact that you when I reached out to you about doing the the intro for for my podcast and and the fact that I, I just wanted like one take I figured one take would be satisfying I just mm. wanted to but you then you send me like 45 minutes of uh options and stuff and I'm like oh my god this is gold this is I feel spoiled <laughs> I, I think I, I would I thought that would have annoyed you're like oh really he didn't just pick a few selects come on no. like, like, it's like i've got i've got options for days this is amazing this is so great um so how do you feel about doing the voice now like is is it something that you still really really get a kick out of is it oh, still kind yeah. of have that it's it's truly bizarre like we're saying it was it's kind of surreal um you know when your voice your voice is coming out like on an e3 show that's been watched by millions of people um and to a smaller extent obviously we have you know the people that listen to the or watch the the content updates for every season update and stuff like that so as it it's 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 amazing and i'm i feel so privileged that the, the the people at the studio were like yeah why not like um like sure so when, when are you getting when is your pirate going to be the next bell or the next ramses that we talk to where you actually get to do the voice for the for an adventure well this is interesting it's like um I I don't know if we can ever reveal what my pirate looks like. I think that'd be because pe- people have, must have a sort of image in their head, um, mm. and it's always going to disappoint someone. Like, um, so I don't know if we can actually put a face to 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 this voice. Um, well, what about the cursed captain? The cursed captain doesn't have a face per se. <laughs> Do you know? No, the, not- the, 
Yeah, sorry. Not to go. disparage John Johnny Glenn, I I I think that the cursed captain is a great great character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there we we've got ways to work around this. Like, <laughs> it, would you want your your pirate to be the pirate that was that, or would you want like an original character that was kind of separate from your actual pirate? I think if I was to ever do a voice for like a in the game or like well, it's funny I I do some voices in the game already. Um, but True. um. But the if I was to do something that was going to be like featured in a cinematic, I think I would I would want to change the voice completely so it didn't sound like my content update voice or whatever. Um, mm. I think I don't know. I, I just I feel like I can't. I don't know. You'd have to do something. I, I, this sounds massively like I've got a massive ego, but I was like, you'd need to do something special with that voice. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think leaving him. Leaving him faceless at the moment is actually kind of kind of nice. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, it, at least in that case, you don't have to worry about Mike trying to kill him off. Well, <laughs> well, exactly. Did he? Oh, I'm trying to think. What has anyone told this story? I'm sure Joe mentioned it, or maybe Mike mentioned it. Like, is this um, the Shelley story? Yeah, yeah. They'd wanted. I can't remember. Did he tell you exactly how he wanted to kill Shelley off? Y- yes, I believe. Oh gosh. I, I think this was in the in uh, I think this was in the last podcast or the the interview that Joe did uh, that Joe Neat did recently with Miles uh, Dampier mm. where he talked about having uh, the castaway put, like yep. open up a jar and Shelly would come out and then she would eat yes the, that, that was it. it was literally <laughs> like she was gonna dangle Shelly above her oh, mouth and go like and then that form part of her ritual like um i don't I, we, we, there's no way we could ever do that to poor shelly though like, yeah yeah well i mean shelly's going to be like the watermark for the rest <laughs> of time as far as like any video that comes out that's a cinematic like everyone's going to be like okay but where's shelly you know that's, that's interesting because now they're moving on to adventures and doing these one a month it's like trying to squeeze shelly in um as a <laughs> as an interesting challenge you're like you're trying to maybe tell a bit of dramatic storytelling and then you're like all right where do we put the comedy crab in um and uh we're, we've managed so far she's she's in all the way up to like i said i've written up to the fifth adventure so oh, she's that's in there so cool. that's oh i can't wait for that the <laughs> the the little uh hand puppet duel in in the weapon shop this first one mm. is so cute it's such an adorable <laughs> It's like something you would expect to see with like a like a, a parrot or anything, but it just happens to be a a, a crab. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's so much fun. I, I I'm curious because we we talked a little bit about the the podcast, um, mm. and and not to talk so much about like the the frequency, but uh, you guys have moved away from the the weekly Sea of Thieves news, and yes. for me that was devastating because uh, from from what I am used to doing i'm used to living off of the content that you guys that you mm-hmm. literally put out if it wasn't for your content most of my stuff would be reading patch notes and trying sure. to come up with something each week uh but because you you continue to put out more content i always have something i can kind of give to other people and, and speak mm-hmm. to so uh, thank you for that first off uh but with the podcast it it's one that's going to be, you know, a month to, to six weeks, depending on um, if, if you can get people together or if something happens and it has mm-hmm. to get pushed. Uh, is that 
was the podcast something that you guys wanted to do and why haven't you guys hired me yet <laughs> um we should hire you shouldn't we like yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> um the podcast has been an interesting one because you're right it's actually it's actually quite hard to corral people um to sit in a room together i mean i suppose for the last little while it's been to to you know jump onto zoom or whatever for an hour and a half um mm -hmm. for the last couple of years but it's it's an interesting one it, there you know usually we'll have you know joe and mike on there and they're both very busy um but we are committed to making sure that it's one a month so even i i i'd like to say that yeah it's going to be at least every four or five weeks you'll have a new podcast um it's 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 tricky though but it's it's so important i think joe sort of mentioned this on the last one he's mm -hmm. missed having this sort of avenue um yeah that he used to have with the the weekly update um where he'd be able to just to explain what's going on to to sort of just connect with the community a little bit better um yeah and while i like the frequency of a week was just a little bit harder it was great when we were in the studio because literally it was just like you know the tavern was tavern was all set was always there it was always set up ready to go cameras could just be whipped out and we knew where we were sitting them because it was the same every time um mm. and joe was joe had got so good at it that he could be like yep rock up like five minutes before I sit down and go okay ready to go and he would just you know <laughs> do his thing um so that made that cadence easier it's definitely got harder i'm um, certainly from working from home um but we're gonna we're definitely gonna have sea of thieves news at least once a month we're gonna have the podcast one once a month um and then if there are opportunities to add extra bits and pieces in there as well whether that's you know well, you know, there'll always be stuff like season update videos. There'll be the deep dives that we do for each season as well. Um, so uh, there's there's other opportunities, I think, to to speak um, a bit more candidly to the audience as well. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll be coming a little bit later in the year, I think. I I really appreciate it. It's uh, the last episode. I think I went through three times mm. just to try and make sure that I got notes and break it down and mm -hmm. get a chance to seeing and, and there was even a little a little clip where uh because mike is so mike always tends to go into his kind of uh see things pitch pitch mode uh, yeah, yeah and i and i love when he does it because he he's he you can see the passion starting to come out <laughs> and it, it was a moment where joe was looking at drew and he literally like nodded his head towards mike and he's like you see he's doing it again and <laughs> <laughs> and I love I love having that dynamic between because it feels like a bunch of friends sitting around at a table just well, having fun yeah, talking that's about definitely, stuff. That's definitely what was missing during the last two years in the sense of doing these. Over, it's never the same if you're just doing it over Teams or Zoom or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Being in the same room and, you know, well, like, you know, being able to sort of give some, someone a little glance and give them a little like a little, they know exactly what you're thinking. Like mm -hmm. that stuff is just and that, you're right. I mean this team is just a big group of friends and especially mike and joe who have been working together for so long now yeah. um you know it's they're almost like a bit of a, a, bit of a married couple um <laughs> they it really is it's like <laughs> it's like mom and dad but i, I can't <laughs> I can't label either of them because it's like Mike <laughs> is always wanting to give us sweets 
and Joe is always uh, <laughs> wanting to to like hit the hit the the skeleton ship button to to make yeah. us feel like <laughs> something like everyone everyone always curses Joe when something goes wrong or we get rared in Sea of Thieves <laughs> and everyone's always like praising Mike for all the glorious lore that we're getting in and yeah. it's so it's so funny how their 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 relationship is is kind of <laughs> fed into the the culture of of the community and it, it keeps it keeps cracking are you still mm. carrying Joe in Warzone have you guys moved on from that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's funny i actually haven't played warzone ages like too much to my shame um <laughs> i uh, i've been too busy i've been playing a lot of tetris um connect like connected like really yeah oh, i love it it's so good like it really I mean, is I, good like i mean i've i've, I've been play, literally been playing it for years now like but i play it with my wife like in the evening like, oh, we usually nice. have a, a few zone battles against each other um, oh that's funny and um yeah what else what else have i been playing actually recently though um what did you did you get into halo infinite oh yeah i feel like oh, you had to gosh it was amazing well it's funny i i still need to go back and do my legendary playthrough but i found i did the whole scouring the map and found everything i found every little equipment drop thing i found all the upgrade oh, points yeah. so i've done yeah. all that i thought it was great I, honestly it was one of the yeah. the best mechanically best halos um oh I, I i'm almost gonna say it it could be it's like my maybe my second favorite halo game ever probably like next to three yeah three just it, it, even if i like I'm, I'm sure if i went back and i haven't played three in a while i'm sure if i went back and played it i'd be like eh, like you know you feel a little bit slow or feel a bit floaty or whatever like i don't know, I don't know but, man like I, yeah I, 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 it's got so many good <laughs> memories for me so many good memories because i remember that was during like I think that when did that come out? Two thousand. You you'd know more than I because I I was out of I didn't game between or I was playing World of Warcraft between like two thousand and four and two thousand and ten so I missed mm. out on like a whole generation so I just I just recently went back and played through all of the Halos before Infinite. Oh. And I gotta say, like three still really holds. I think three is probably one of the best of mm -hmm. of all of them as far as like feel and play style and story it it, re it really does hold up it really does i think four oh, is, is, it, four was definitely up there and i wasn't i know everyone kind of hated on five but i actually really liked kind of the the crazy steps that they were going with five it was mm -hmm. a really set really cool set piece um but yeah I've just, I think yeah i've just got so many good there. memories of three like um like I just remember, it was so I just checked there. It was two thousand seven. It came out, um, mm. and I just remember like playing like co op. Like I, I love the fact that the single player worked so well in co op mode as well. Um, mm -hmm. I, I say single player, the campaign mode uh, worked so well in uh, in co op. But I remember just playing through like Halo Three multiplayer. Like I was always playing Halo Three multiplayer like every night. <laughs> um, and yeah like that game you're right story-wise as well i think that they got the the balance perfect uh, yeah on that. it's yeah. it was such a it was you know it felt like the end of a little arc a little story arc at the end of it like and it felt great um yeah no it's funny like, i've got so many good memories of halo just in general like, as, a, as a series um i like yeah. that yeah but playing through infinite i thought it was absolutely thought it was brilliant like genuinely like I, I kept it was one of those games where i kept on like when i wasn't playing it i was like oh i really want to go back and just have a little like another little shot on it 
Um, even mm-hmm. once I'd like gone through the, the the story, like finished the campaign, like I was still wanting to go back into that world and grapple hook around the place. Um, you would are, when you're because I mean I can imagine that that you're kind of the same way that I am when I listen to other podcasts. I like part of me in my in the back of my head is constantly kind of like judging and, and analyzing other people's work to kind of see like if there's something I like that I want to mm. implement or uh, you know something that someone's doing that I think would be uh, something cool to kind of dive into. Like with a lot of the storytelling in Infinite's campaign, uh, it it felt really natural to me uh just based on the flow of how how the world was going uh do you take things that you play and 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 see like how you can apply that to the content that you're that you're looking to put out or or do you kind of have like an idea going in what you want and you've already got it kind of worked out like you've you've talked about having stuff already planned um do do you get inspired by other stuff And, and were there any examples of that that you can think of oh absolutely i mean all all the time like um it's funny, like I, I think a lot of what your 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 style is informed. Well, I feel like my style was informed when I was like in my teens and into my twenties. Um, mm. So whatever I was watching then, which was a lot of different stuff, um, has sort of stuck with me. Um, I always really like in terms of cinematography and stuff like that. Like it's, I don't know why this came into my head. But again, I was thinking about this this morning. Um, Indiana Jones. This is such a weird one to bring up, but like the indiana jones movies i always think about like how do i like tell a story within a frame and i think that that's mm. got honestly some of the best the best examples of, of that are in, in those movies yeah. um like just even thinking of like when indy comes into marion's bar and uh, uh raiders of lost ark and it's like his that like iconic sort of silhouette of him um up against the like his shadow and um, being cast yeah. in the fire up against the wall it it's I don't know. There's something about those movies that Spielberg's managed to like, and it's got that same adventurous spirit that is very important to Sea of Thieves. And yeah. so I'm always trying to take bits of things like that that are in, that are just that live rent free in my head because they're just like, ingrained <laughs> there, um, and trying trying to put that in there. So it's like whether it's things like I mean, there there was a, a little homage to Spielberg in in the shrouded islands trailer which is like the shot of the keyhole with this sort of light mm-hmm. coming through it is straight out of close encounters yeah yeah it's there was and even in the i was talking to uh a friend of mine we were going through the actual adventure and not to spoil what was going on but there was an object that was being held up in reverence uh during <laughs> one of the memories mm-hmm. and and it was funny because the the person that i was with and i don't i'm not gonna throw them under the bus for this they were like (laughs) really that's it that's all that is i thought it'd be more elaborate and i'm like no come on think (laughs) think about who is making this game they're are they're all fans of indiana jones it is it's the the cup of a carpenter yeah exactly uh, of course it's going to be a really nonchalant (laughs) very very basic cup that that is like the the quintessential thing it was so funny it was just like i get it i get it and i hope that i'm right about that because it it totally makes sense based on who i know is working on the game right now But yeah, yeah, it's funny you bring up uh, Indiana Jones because I just finished um, for the first time. I just finished playing through Uncharted two. Ah, cool. I I saw a lot of like a lot of DNA from the Indiana Jones films. Oh in, yeah, 
in uh, Uncharted 2, and I was just, it was such a breathtaking game to mm-hmm. to be able to play through. Uh, and in seeing those like cinematic moments in that in that game, I was just like, man, that's that's the kind of stuff that I wish uh, I could see come into play in Sea of Thieves. That's where... like the gold standard, isn't it? Like um, it's hard, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, Naughty Dog are just the masters of that sort of cinematic style, like, and they've they're the masters now of figuring out how to create those really strong emotional attachments to the characters that you're you're you know walking alongside as you play yeah. um, the game i think there's definitely <clears throat> i think it's gonna be it's always difficult for a game like sea of thieves to sort of strike that same balance and you know whether it's you know in the case of like something like a pirate's life it's whether you send the player off to an area where you can create something slightly more authored and curated mm-hmm. like like the sea of the damned um that's always going to be a challenge for us because obviously we don't want to strip away that thing that makes Sea of Thieves magic as well, which is the fact that this is a world where you play alongside other players, and yeah. that it can be you know that can obviously result in multiple different things, but um, quite often it results in um, magic as well. So you don't want to. Yeah, it's it's tricky because yeah, you're. I would. I mean, again, I would love to see something that was <laughs> way more cinematic and way more sort of like you know a bit of a bit of a roller coaster thrill ride. Um, yeah. where it's like the track might be the same every time you play it, but yeah, it's it's a tricky one in a game like Thieves. Yeah, especially because of how good the game is at being able to uh, do have that shared world in in be able to try, try and make sure that you're doing something like having something really cinematic is where i think the the work that you're putting out is is where you can kind of have some of those moments mm-hmm. uh that that we may not be able to have in game just due to limit like i'm never expecting deadshot charlotte to be <laughs> running up to the beach and flagging me down as i pull up in my sail and be like you have to get over here right now you're never going to believe what i found in this uh uncovered from from some skeletons that were that mm-hmm. were coming out of the ground you know i never i never expect that that will be something because that's exactly what i would expect from like a single player game where everything can be catered to that one person's experience and and you know just looking at lorena right now everyone is like <laughs> Okay, Flameheart's gone, but Lorena is yelling at me like, <laughs> yeah, it's an so, interesting one because like the adventures certainly are our path to do to do something more cinematic and a bit more authored in the sense that, like I said, the I know the animation team have been pushing really hard to try and up the quality of like you know, like when you're speak say that when you're in that first adventure, the Shrouded Islands, like whether when you're speaking to Belle, like you know she's got mm-hmm. a fully sort of animated little sequence when she's talking to you and she's you know she's performing it's it's literally a, a, a performance that they've managed to get and i think they'll yeah. be look, like the same way that we are trying to push what we're doing with the uh, trailers and videos cinematic wise i think they are they understand that these adventures are meant to be more cinematic so i think they'll be pushing that side as well and there will be some things i've you know i've read through the in-game scripts um for up to adventure five as well and there are some bits in there that i think you know like i think you'll get a kick out of actually i'm seeing it play out um so i I can't wait i'm I'm, I'm really i'm genuinely like just excited to see what's going just based on on especially like if there was anything i could ask for from the game right now it would be literally 
the the emote of Belle when she walks into the the sea of the de- uh, the sea of the damn tavern and she's uh. like she puts her hand she's kind of like waving him to kind of sit down and just chill out. she's like sit down Ramsey's like I want that emo of her doing that because it was such a good moment uh and and before I want to I'm, I'm running out of time with you but I wanted to uh uh be able to to kind of ask a, cu- a couple quick questions mm-hmm. um with the with the sea of the sea of thieves news stuff that you guys put out uh being in the studio kind of gives you that opportunity to have some of that fun background stuff that is such a ah. such in the dna of yeah. of rare um like how do you guys brainstorm that stuff when you're when you're doing it is it all kind of like on the day of shoot when someone's like oh you know it'd be funny if we had a, a chalkboard in the, or a whiteboard in the background and, and just a giant <laughs> owl with a with a slash through it uh or that or is, is that pretty, something yeah. That is pretty that much as, yeah. No, you're 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 kind of buying on that as kind of uh, on the day. What did we see on Twitter? What would what would what would either it, it, you know if you're looking at it, if you're feeling about evil, it's like what would annoy people like, or what would <laughs> um, or what will give uh, somebody a little laugh? Um, and yeah, the the owl one was interesting, but as as you saw in the background, the gold hoarder wasn't having any of it. He didn't want it. I know. Yeah. The fact that you guys have had the gold hoarder in the background for a lot of those and the little <laughs> things that you'll like, you'll stick a controller in his hand sometimes or <laughs> just the, <laughs> the little things that you do are, are so great. I love, I love kind of scouring the videos for, mm-hmm. for little stuff like that. Um, any plans to get John bigger shirts? For bigger shirts john john just won't have it um he he, really? he, ins- he insists on having the smallest shirt available um so uh, and if well. the more see-through the better so <laughs> <laughs> it all depends on the light the lighting <laughs> one of these days i just i want to i want to see like the return of antonio uh so oh, that God. john there can a be man. a rematch <laughs> that was honestly that was i remember because i was sitting behind the the close-up camera um for that stream uh mm-hmm. and you can actually hear me just like l- I-, I couldn't hold it in i was just like laughing my head off because i was because <laughs> it's just so satisfying i've known john for a very long time he went to went to high school together um yeah. and uh so satisfying to just see him trying like trying not to react to that um and oh oh, it was just amazing and then it wasn't the so oh i just love that moment so much i've watched i watched it over and over and over like (laughs) um just that like moment of and the best part about that entire bit is joe's face turning and realizing like it's incredible like (laughs) It's almost like he didn't know what to do at that moment. He's like, "Do, do we stop? Do, yeah. do we keep going? Do, yeah. we, do we ask for like a te- like?" <laughs> I could see the gears turning in his head. Like, is this going to go to HR? How do we get the handler over here without bringing yeah. her on? Like, it's uh, just it, it was so perfect. It was such yeah. a, uh, an amazing stream. So it's things like that that I that I love looking forward to with the team because it. it mm. I know you. We talked a little bit about it, kind of humanizing people, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do love being able to kind of hang out with the the studio, even if it's just yeah. me sitting in my room watching a monitor in California when you guys have been working months for for who knows how hard uh, <laughs> or how many hours to try and put together this moment just for the satisfaction of like having people see it and be uh, in it really happy to kind of see what's coming down the pike. Um and it's yeah. just it, like getting to see you guys, getting to know your names, getting to talk with you and stuff is is such a, a joy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's, was just such a yeah. 
Go ahead. It's a, I was going to say it's a really important part of um, kind of what we're wanting to do in, uh, with video as well is is to let people see different members of the team as well. Like obviously we yes. Joe and Mike are are there all the time, and it's great because they are the best spokespeople for the game because like the, I mean Mike is the most passionate person you'll ever meet. Um, <laughs> really but, is. Um, having the opportunity like through things like deep dives or whatever um, to let other people who wouldn't normally um, be on camera um, come out and speak about the work that they've done. Because that's the thing, there's so many people on the team and yeah. day in, day out, they're doing so much amazing work. Um, and it's, 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 it's really hard to, you know, figure out exactly, well, you know, because obviously you're trying to do things to a bit of a, a marketing plan. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like you go, all right, okay, well, you need to be put it out then. But it's like, I would love to be able to show more of what we're doing more often. Because, um, yeah. yeah, there are so many people that are doing incredible things and so many, there, there are so many pe incredible people at the studio uh, in general. All very funny people, all very great to speak to. So it's like, it's just being able to get a chance to get them on camera and let people let the rest of the world see them as well and see how great the work they're doing is yeah but, it's, it's yeah. i've been loving the the opportunity to see like uh chris and 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 becky mm. and, and and hannah and just kind of like some of the people that i've been following on twitter for a long time mm -hmm. and getting to see them kind of speak to what they've been working on and and it's yeah. one of those moments where like you guys have some of the best parties i've ever seen a studio throw <laughs> and uh, you know you, you get to see some of the big video or the big uh photos of like the whole the whole team and, and whatnot yeah. but getting them kind of one-on-one -on -one with the camera to speak to the stuff that they're working on uh it's it's like a night it's a nice acknowledgement you know it's not like a, a, a an award for uh you know like robin if robin gets recognized mm -hmm. uh for a really good award or anything but it's it's like they get their 15 minutes uh to kind of sit down and, and chat about what they're passionate about because they, they're obviously they're doing this for a job but mm -hmm. i don't think anyone works at rare and thinks like oh this is just a, a nine to five for me i think everyone yeah, at rare yeah. generally does love being at the studio yeah exactly yeah it's it's such an like i feel i feel privileged every day like to to be to be able to do what i'm doing at, at where i'm where i'm doing it like i'm um, mm -hmm. like i said one of the biggest rare fans ever i remember like just to go back to that just touching this i remember i was a, a bigger rare as a bigger rare fan i am back then and to the point where i was that person i don't, I don't know if you'll ever remember well but rare before had like scribes and uncle tusk which was a sort of it was just lee running the community department back then like so it was like a kind of you'd write in your send an email into him and he'd reply back in character essentially <laughs> and you know I, I would often send in emails and it, it, i remember i think it was pretty much just a few months after i joined he dug out one of the old emails and i was like oh, oh no god way. it's like like me as a kind of young teenager sending in garbage <laughs> to him like um <laughs> like it's just crazy like so i mean yeah i feel so happy that i've ended up at some at a studio where um i would have never dreamed um like couldn't have imagined um actually getting the opportunity to work there when i was younger being such a big fan um it's, it's incredible <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, it's and it's funny too because i'm 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 with you in that. Like I I I knew Rare by the games, but not by the studio. And it wasn't until mm -hmm. much later 
it was probably uh, i want to say like goldeneye and conquer mm-hmm. were like mm-hmm. the two that like I, I knew rare's logo from like donkey kong country and stuff but yeah. I, it never it didn't click and then eventually it clicked and i was like ah oh, this studio has been making most of the stuff that i've been playing as a kid yeah them and them and like blizzard are like the two two main studios and now being so connected to the studio nowadays especially after uh craig came in and really kind of took the studio into a into mm-hmm. a, a much brighter light yeah. um like i i can't I, I cannot wait to find out like what what's going on in the future not only with sea <laughs> thieves but with everwild too like, I, like yeah. I can't wait to find out when everwild is ready for its moment mm. and to get to see like what that's going to become and and see what that team has been working on this whole time because there's there's mm-hmm. there's a there's a magic with the team i think right now at that studio and it, it doesn't it doesn't get nearly as much attention as i want it to uh mm-hmm. which in in part is also why i do the podcast too because i just want to talk about the games that you guys are making right now but I'm, I'm looking forward to the point where people have more than just the oh i wish rare was going to make another banjo or oh i mm. wish you know rare was going to make another conquer it's like no you guys you guys have been missing <laughs> so much cool stuff that they've been doing like if you love that feeling of those games like outside of the fact that they're just not you know see if these isn't a a you know died in the wool collectathon uh mm-hmm. platformer it is it is the best content that you guys have been putting out and and you have you and the in and like uh joseph and and john have been showcasing it so well over the last f- five years for sure you know, oh i mean it's it's been it's been, been an absolute joy to to do it like and like uh, you're absolutely right the studio is in like it's in the best position it's ever been in um getting like there's so much about the studio that is again is getting better um you know it's we're i think we're genuinely the work we're doing like you know i think back as a a rare fan looking at all the different games that rare's made it's like the talent is is insane at the studio at the moment Mm -hmm. um yeah and you know and and it's still got the great that's the one thing that i as a rare fan that i was always keen on that it still had the rare dna in everything that we did whether that was the little bits of humor in the videos or whether that's you know the humor in the game (laughs) all that sort of stuff like i mean just looking at the the community team they're like the perfect example of what i think that rare voice is like yeah um like for me lee is 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 like you i might be considered the voice of sea of thieves but i think lee's the voice of rare um (laughs) and yeah that that sort of slightly sarcastic british humor um is is ingrained in what rare is um but yeah rare's also just been about that quality and that talent and i think that's still there as well yeah it definitely is and and it's you guys have, have shepherded the 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 idea of what rare is really really well and and it, it comes through every time I get a chance to 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 consume more of the content that you guys put out mm. um i think that like i i hate keeping you on your sunday and stuff but i no no I had let's to, keep going let's keep okay. going all right yeah, yeah. well i gotta ask because uh this was something that um 
it was asked of me and on i know the answer to this but if i don't ask <laughs> it then then i can't officially tell them that they're wrong uh -huh. uh, but the the community members want to know if duke is actually duke because when you guys transitioned into doing more cinematic stuff mm -hmm. uh when duke was ousted as the the head uh, leader of the the build rats and, mm -hmm. and lorena came in uh he gained a voice but his voice changed his voice and changed yeah I know that that was because we had a shift from internal to external as far as the voice acting goes, but yep. uh, hearing it from the horse's mouth would uh, uh, really do wonders for for people believing that Duke <laughs> is actually Duke. Yeah, yeah, Duke is still Duke. Uh, yes, we we changed his voice actor um, because um, of the plans that we have from obviously that started in a pirate's life. Um, and are going to evolve as we go through this year's adventures. Which I'm I'm looking forward to that too. There's so many characters that you guys have uh kind of in the wings, as it were, mm, yeah. uh, who haven't been center stage that I'm looking forward to eventually making their return or mm. their debut. Yeah. And and I think that, so I I'm kind of curious with um with kind of the the adventures and stuff and the VO works that 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 you're doing, uh is it is it have you guys thought about going back and bringing out some of the characters? Cause that, that the reason I bring the Duke voice in is because that was a big shock and mm -hmm. same thing happened with the ferryman. The ferryman was going to have a much larger role in the world and yep. the ferryman's voice changed before Duke's voice changed. Yes. Uh, yep. So do you, cause there's uh, some characters and, and I'll, I'll grab uh Shelly, Shelly Pressking uh, uh, or uh, Shelly's, I can't remember. It, it is just Shelly, the shipwright. Um, Shelly, the shipwright. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Her voice is, and, and also over on, well, it was Golden Sands now. I guess she's gone there, huh? Uh, with her screaming. Um, <laughs> there's certain characters that have a voice now uh, that I know are part of the, the game. And I, I always wonder, like, do you guys ever worry about erasing some of the, the history of the game by bringing in a new voice actor? It's an interesting one because, yeah, there is something to be said of like, oh, that's for some people, that's that character, that's their voice. And us yeah. suddenly switching it um, can sort of almost knock the immersion or, or knock their attachment to it slightly. I mm -hmm. think ultimately, if there's a character that we think we're going to or that we know we're going to um, have speaking a lot, it's just... It's it's going to ultimately be better in the long run if we have an actor we have an actor doing it rather than a member of the dev team, um, mm -hmm. because ultimately you want to like part of what we're trying to do with the 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 stories and that is we're trying to tell uh, a story and we don't want something to take you out of that and if 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 the voice isn't quite right for you know the dramatic performance that they need to deliver, um, I think the right decision is to go and replace that voice with uh you know a proper actor um <laughs> I, I, I i do think it's it's an interesting one we, we with duke like obviously it was ultimately it was quite different to so it was it was valentine that was doing the voice for duke before um oh, valentine's okay. one of the the, the didn't know tech that. artists uh and uh on the team and so we've replaced him with an actor called is it Robbie Stevens that does Duke now? I think so. Mm -hmm. um, and it, we tried, we said, you know, you're not going to be able to get, you're not going to be able to replicate Valentine's voice. And also we we don't want you to, but 
if you get a flavor of that character in so the kind of you know when valentine was it was kind of like well i'm welcome you know it was kind of he was a bit he was a bit kind of almost like he was kind of drunk almost and yeah like it's just a bit flamboyant so we said take the flamboyance like and then like use that to inform the voice you want to do for this character um and i think that's fine as long as as long as there's a bit of the dna of what made that character's voice that their voice um in there with the new actor then i think it's okay i am aware that yeah it can be a little bit jarring for people like that's not duke's voice like um <laughs> yeah. but um yeah I, people won't be saying that after they they hear what we've got planned from later on once once you've once you hear robbie doing a bit more dramatic uh, stuff later in the later down the line then you'll be like oh no that's that's the duke that we know and love i i don't know if i agree with the love i've always i've always distrusted <laughs> him it's it's always just he's he's always been that guy that I he's just a, like. He's a mysterious character, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Every time I every time he has us do something, and, and it really did start. You guys kind of started him down a path that I that I could not follow. <laughs> so, but I I'm I'm glad that he has turned into the character that that he is because I think that's I think that's a move that that you guys saw an opportunity with, and I think mm. you you've played your hand really well. Um, because for ninety nine percent of the the Sea of Thieves fans out there that absolutely love Duke, it's it's fun to see that turn and then to mm-hmm. have that investment only to to kind of sit there and wait and like be okay. Well, what's going to happen down <laughs> the line? You know, it's 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 it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Um, and and with future, I mean, I'm kind of curious because you guys do such a good job of building in these little teases and stuff into the videos um mm-hmm. are there are there uh things that like i kind of want to get into this so if, if, you, <laughs> if you don't want to we won't have to but um i i want to bring up the uh the structure at the end of the dock at sanctuary outpost that was in the latest music video Ooh. not to ask not to ask what it is because right. I, I i don't want to know before it's ready um but with stuff like that uh yeah. i i always worry because i think of of james thomas and what he must have <laughs> you know what happened to the poor man yeah. the two times that he he let slip things uh, um on stream and it's it's i always wonder like do you like what happens uh when something like that happens with with, with the mm. the videos that come out when something slips because this was this was just the most recent example mm-hmm. i remember there was a video that came out where there was a pan in on uh, one of the galleons you guys were showcasing uh the <laughs> cosmetics for it but you hadn't um announced canon cosmetics or capstan yep. cosmetics yet and we got to see i believe it was the um gosh what was it the cannons for the the cursed uh or no what was the now i'm blanking on it the bone crusher (laughs) cannons all right yeah uh, and in stuff like that so when as a video uh producer like how do you deal with stuff like that when it when it does happen and and Mm -hmm. are there what kind of checks and balances do you have to start building into the future for future videos it's a a really tricky one so and it's a bit of insight on in terms of how we actually go and capture the footage um for these uh trailers um we use a build which pretty much has um everything that's been submitted that's like you know finished Mm -hmm. being submitted to the mainline version of the build it's there (laughs) just behind (laughs) certain toggles um yeah yeah so 
we've got to be very careful about what's so it's a tricky one so basically you, you need to know <laughs> you need to know what's happening in terms of live production in sense of what's mm -hmm. the next thing going out in the next update um and if you're so you've got to know is this thing in the next up update or is it in the update after that or is it is it literally like six months away um and that's a that is tricky because you know keeping up up to date with everything that's happening because you're obviously everything's happening in tandem at the same time mm -hmm. um so you, knowing what's actually going out in march as opposed to what's going out in april can sometimes be hard to keep up with but in general it's it's just we have to rely on a, a review process um yeah. so we pass um the videos um to different producers across the different teams that are working uh, on sea of thieves and that'll get a kind of a look over from those different teams and as long as they're happy um with what's included in the thing that they haven't spotted anything that's about as good as we can do and that's why occasionally a few things will sneak <laughs> through um because it's like people sometimes you know you're for example in the music video you're kind of looking at the the man playing his instrument with his dog beside him but then you're like oh there's something in the background um yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah when things like that happen it is it's annoying and especially it's it's a, it's annoying as well if if it's work that isn't finished in the sense that you yeah. never you never want to show um like somebody's work when they're like i'm not ready for it to be shown yet like um, yeah so that's that's obviously that's actually that's actually quite upsetting for them sometimes and it, it can be annoying for us because we're never intentionally trying to ruin somebody's day mm -hmm. um but um you know occasionally there are things that are in there that are, are genuine teases that we go well, let's intentionally put this in the background but yeah balancing that is a tricky one from a production standpoint just because the game moves so quickly and there's so much being worked on at the same time um yeah. especially now we've moved to move back to a sort of with well, move to adventures and we've got this monthly cadence it's like oh right okay you gotta be really really on it for seeing what's what's going on in the background of your stuff like because for example this is this is totally fine because it's an adventure that's already out but i was we were capturing the other day and i was at the um, the sea dogs tavern like um and in the background you can see shipwreck bay and i was like oh in the background that means i can see the sort of Oh, I don't want to spoil too many stories for people, um, for people who haven't played yeah, Shadow yeah. Islands yet. But there's, there's, stuff at, there's stuff at Shipwreck Bay that you can see. Um, and I was like, right, okay. So if that had been something for Adventure 2, then that would have been an issue. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, you've got to, you, you've basically just got to scan the frame as you're, as you're capturing going like, is there anything in this that we, we don't want to be in there? Um, and yeah. it's really tricky with cosmetics as well because there are so many cosmetics so many different sets um mm -hmm. you've really got to be on it um knowing what has and hasn't been released yet do you that's got to be a hard line to to straddle just from the idea of wanting to showcase like stuff that's coming up uh mm. whereas you you could very well just very easily kind of sit back and, and rely on okay, we're only going to pull cosmetics from launch. And mm -hmm. that way you'd never have to worry about accidentally letting slip, something slip through. Uh, but having having to like sit there and be like, okay, well, did, did we get the purple and gold Admiral set out? Is that something that's <laughs> out now? Or was that something that we were going to promise to the would-be pirate? Lit? Like there's yeah. so much to have to play around with that. And so that's why I was always kind of curious, like 
where when does intent versus uh, uh kind of slip happen mm-hmm. with a lot of those those videos because I, I don't think anyone ever expects what they maybe they do maybe i'm, I'm kind of speaking too broadly or, or i'm projecting <laughs> on this uh but i never expect when something like this happens in a video mm. to be something that will that is like set in stone that is for sure going to be a thing that is definitely going to be in the game uh shrouded ghost uh, case in point so <laughs> when i see things like you know things in the background for videos i'm like okay well there's something that they're doing like we've we've seen Oh gosh, what was it? There was uh, a toggle that went in where you could see the reflection of the castaways camp before it was in the game. <laughs> and that was yeah. a, and it. And it was like, who, who in their right mind would think any normal day that they would have to think about like that being a toggle that went into the live game. But it's like, of course, so you're using mm-hmm. screen space reflections. Like you're going to yeah. have to have that, that model mirrored on the water. <laughs> And it was such a weird thing because knowing even then, like even then we still didn't even like as a fan, we didn't know what the heck it was. We just kind of yeah. knew that it was a blob. Uh, so I, I, I really, I feel for the team when it comes to stuff like that, because it, it's, it's, it's gotta be like a, how much are they going to work out and mm-hmm. how bad is it going to spoil the work of someone else? Yeah, it, and it's a, it's you know, Sea of Thieves is a, is a vast game as well. Like, so even things like you know, audio triggering, like um, mm. and stuff like that. Like, thankfully, that's generally not something we have to worry too much about because we do audio posts on all the videos. Like, but in the game itself, you know, you have you're like, what is that noise in random points <laughs> of the world? Like, and then you go, oh gosh, that, that's that's something for next month. It's suddenly triggering early. Like, um. <laughs> And, you know, little things like that. Like, But I, I guess it's because the game is, like I said, it's so vast. You've got so many different islands that stuff could potentially be happening on. Um, it takes a lot of... And the test team do an incredible job. Like, I, I, that is one... Honestly, of all the people um, that, I, you know, I get to work... I'm very lucky I get to work with pretty much every different... I get to touch in with every different team across all of the game. Um, Mm -hmm. whether that's you know like animators or um vfx artists or you know audio all that sort of stuff the testers like they are incredible at what they do like they're generally something like and they're also usually if i'm wanting to find out something about the game like you know how does this work in the game they're the best people to ask as well um like honestly like I can't imagine a world um without that team there to support us because they are incredible um, but yeah. they've got such a enormous job to do, um, like testing Sea of Thieves. Um, it's it's kind of incredible that they actually manage to do it um, every month. The it, it and I think that's something that I think would be kind of a. I wanted to kind of pull that out um, to to kind of speak on because if if people don't know QA testers, for the most part, like a lot of stuff uh, comes to games and, and it, it's, it happens as a bug and you're like, well, how could this get, you know, how could this mm-hmm. be affected? It's like from a QA perspective, a lot of the QA people have to, and, I'm, and forgive me if, I, if I'm boring you, but I, I know you know this, but I wanted to, to kind of touch on this. When yeah, people no, no. are QAing games, they are given a list of things that they need to check for. And then they mm-hmm. check those things and then check those things against the, the regular stuff that they would have to do. And once that's done, they have to check it off and then send it back. And then mm-hmm. the revision process the, the, the will kind of go on from there. Um, so like having having the opportunity or the, the the sheer amount of time to try and test every single test case compared to 
uh, say a Sea Thieves partner who is going to be playing the game for eight hours a day, five days a week uh, as their job, um, mm. and and having that stuff showcased on on screen with other people, like th- there's just so many more people out there playing the game on stream yeah. than the amount of people you could possibly hire for a QA team to be able to be able to act on all of that QA that comes in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely feel for the QA team. They, they are always kind of a, a, an unsung heroes when it comes to, to game development and hardly ever, uh, uh, uh held up as high as like, you know, game designers or, or mm. narrative designers and stuff. And, they they really are the ones that are trying to make sure that the game goes out in the best uh, the best way. So I, oh, I yeah, absolutely yeah. give them a, a, a couple minutes to kind of talk to them at least. Uh, <laughs> so to kind of I have so many questions. I don't want to. Uh, I, I I really do feel like I want to uh, keep your time uh, precious. Um, for don't this, worry, but... my, my my wife's still asleep in the in the bedroom, so we've got time yet. <laughs> like uh, she she'll be lying in. It's a Sunday, so she's she's all good. I've got I've got nowhere else to be. So okay. you've got okay. me. Um. So okay. So I wanted to to touch on uh as far as the like advertising for Sea of Thieves. Um. You you mentioned that you got to talk to uh all of the different teams. Um. One that I have to point out to see if this is something that is is going to be worked on in the future is uh Adam and Pete uh mm. over with the the team. Um. I know that. Uh, that they recently talked about in one of the past uh, podcasts that they have deals in the works for stuff with Sea of Thieves. And, and yep. we've seen that as far as like, uh, you know, the, the not Monopoly and the, the tabletop RPG, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Um, in the future, I would imagine that as product deals get done, if they do work out, um, is that something that you are looking to talk with them about to try and get uh, videos and stuff like that? Because I, f- I feel like there's a lot of stuff that comes to the Sea of Thieves store. And, and I see people talking about it like we had the Community Day shirts. Um, a lot yep. of people have been picking up the Ashen Keys and stuff. Uh, any any plans to try and showcase the store better for people to to kind of see some of the stuff that they can physically physically buy in? Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting point. Like, um, because, yeah, we, we don't often... Uh, in fact, we we have very rarely um, shown off stuff that comes to the store. I think the to be honest, the best place for us um, to do that now is somewhere like Sea of Thieves News because we did have, you know, we we sometimes talk about cross brand promotions within Sea of Thieves mm-hmm. News, like we talked about the Madrinas um, coffee um, yeah. bundle on the last episode. Um, I think there's definitely um, if there was something new coming to the store that we thought was worth um, shouting about, we could do it within Sea of Thieves news. Um, it's an mm. interesting one because it's, it's it's a tricky balance because I think people come to watch those videos for different reasons. And you know, I, I know uh, just reading anecdotally, just reading the comments, some people get annoyed even if we mention the Pirate Emporium rather than just new free content coming to the game. Yeah. Um, so it's like if we start. You know, it'd have to be. We'd have to wait, like get the balance right of how much we show that sort of stuff within those uh, videos as well. Okay, yeah, that's and that kind of brings me to the the pirate emporium question that I was I was thinking about uh, diving into. Um, the, the the monetization for the game is such that it is it is as fair and balanced as I think you can ask a game to be in a world where you know given that most people will spend the the base cost of the game and expect Mm. to get that game uh if this was say like uncharted 2 
most people would buy that game or, or i guess we'll take uh, horizon forbidden west as a, a more recent example we'll take yeah. that and say like okay well that is a single player narrative game there's no promise of expanded content so you're paying up the full price cost or the full price of the game now uh with a live service game other games uh we we've had things like loot boxes we've had things with mm. uh you know, you know microtransactions and things like that do you feel like um when you're making videos to kind of showcase some of the new content coming to the pirate emporium uh that that is directly tied to your paycheck uh mm. in, in for for lack of a better phrase you know the more money that gets spent on the emporium um directly funds what the studio does because it's it's essentially putting money in microsoft's mm. pocket which you know goes to your guys's thing so uh i i love the emporium for what it offers because i think it is the most fair um but you mentioned having people get kind of uh turned off by that and and i think mm -hmm. it deals more with the the microtransactions more than the content that's actually coming to mm -hmm. the game uh how have, have you guys ever had comments when you put out videos like that 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 this show this this stuff isn't what they want or, or like how do you deal with that kind of feedback when you're trying to to make something that is is trying to drive forward the continuation of the game yeah, it's an interesting one. Obviously, you're absolutely right that the, the Pirate Emporium content is important in terms of continuing Sea of Thieves as a live service. Um, we think, as you sort of described, I think it is a pretty fair way of doing it. Like, it does nothing about the game in terms of, you know, your enjoyment out of it that is locked behind something that we've put in the, the Pirate Emporium. Um, so this is very much a sort of completely optional, um, you know, you almost like form of expression um mm -hmm. is i guess the best way to describe what we're putting in there I, like it's it's an interesting balance that we have to strike in the videos in the sense that it would be wrong to not show that content because well one people on the team have actually worked really really hard on making it look cool um yeah. Yeah. so um and it does look cool so yes we should definitely show that um i think the the balance has always got to be um and it's why you'll have noticed we actually stopped we didn't do a separate pirate emporium video um in january mm -hmm. uh, and just folded it into sea of thieves news um that's going to be the sort of way we're doing it going forward i think where where we were going wrong as a video team was we were almost sort of positioning those pirate emporium updates and they felt like as it almost felt like they were updates to the game in the same way that you know a season update would look like an update to the game um and i think that mm. was that was our mistake in terms of just how we're positioning it like people let's think i think most people generally agree with you in the sense that they think the Pirate Emporium content is fair and it's like they know it's an optional thing they can choose to go and get if they want um but I think if we are it's about how we as a, as a marketing team sort of promote it um mm -hmm. so I think we've just got to get that balance right and I think putting it as alongside other other content other content that people will be able to go in and play uh, for free is definitely important it's, it's sort of more just like awareness it's like you don't want to just say this is the only thing in this video i think that's yeah. the, the 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 key um but yeah you're absolutely right it's like the parent emporium is important to how what sea of thieves does yeah. as a continuing <laughs> live service and as a, as a business so um we do have to obviously 
acknowledge it and we i think we've done it in the the fairest and coolest way that we can like i genuinely believe some of the stuff in there is is awesome looking and it's like it's not like it's the only awesome looking stuff in the game either we have plenty that you can earn for three free through commendations or earn as part of the season progression that also looks incredible as well yeah i mean it, like just in the the small adventure that we got this this latest update i i love the the compass that we got as a result of that mm, and i didn't yeah. That was just part of the game and it was part of the story and i have a, a you know i now have a memory associated with that mm -hmm. but at the same time i'm i can't let go of the crimson crypt set it's it's just it's the most beautiful <laughs> set that is in the game it speaks to me yeah. at, a, at a deep deep teenage level um <laughs> so i i'm i i do see why you guys would want to kind of uh keep the emporium stuff with see these news because it, it it may not necessarily be uh, a new update as far as like uh, content that's coming to the base game that would further on the story or mm -hmm. add new mechanics. Uh, but I did, I did like having kind of the the breakout of those. Um, yeah. But I, I understand like it, having the Emporium stuff wrapped up into the Sea of Thieves news does kind of keep uh, it, it a little more concise as far as like if you guys wanted to, because uh, I mean you guys are are going to be dropping those gameplay trailers for the adventures and stuff. So yep. there's a lot of content that'll be dropping and. I, I can understand the desire to not want to fatigue people with too much, uh, especially mm. given that you guys are doing like the music videos and stuff, which are great. Um, and in the announcement trailers and stuff, mm. any plans to kind of do more stuff like the, um, what was it? The, uh, the becalmed, I think it was becalmed. We did the lo-fi, uh, Oh yeah. Remix. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. And I was, I was wondering like, uh, cause it came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it at all. <laughs> uh but any plans to do kind of like any any where where do you want to see like kind of little pet projects for making videos for sea thieves um, well just on that lo-fi project I, I that's one to definitely ask admin pete about because i think it was i'm pretty sure they were responsible for however that came about um oh, but um yeah it's an interesting one like the the music videos are a nice little kind of break for us to go do something that isn't just you know me talking over a video um mm -hmm. and and obviously it's always amazing when we get to hear whatever chloe or robin um have done um yeah but yeah um it's an interesting one it's not like we've got you know so now we've got the sort of gameplay trailers for adventures we've got the cinematic trailers for adventures we get sea of thieves news we've got the podcast and then we when when a season comes out we've got obviously season updates we've got the deep dive um so like as a video team we're sort of busier than we've ever been um but i think as we go through this year like I say, I think that the, the bit that I would be keen to try and go back to is sort of what you were talking about with inside stories and behind the scenes. A little bit more of that sort of stuff where possible. There's always going to be stuff where it's just not the time to look at a particular feature or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But I think there's some stuff that's happening in the next couple of seasons that um, would be worth having a look at it's, it's it's a tricky one to balance because it's like you you've got to get that moment of surprise and delight um 
correct mm. as well um so it's it's about not playing your hand too early and also doing also not underselling the the fe- how cool the fe- a feature is so it's sort of like i don't know whether for every feature a behind the scenes or an inside story isn't always the best way to say to debut it for example i think some of these things are maybe like ancillary sort of additions after we've maybe announced something um yeah but yeah there is for example like I mean, I would love to do deep dives on something like the animation because I know that, like I said, the anim- I know the animation team have really pushed what they are doing for adventures. So there's there's stuff in their workflow now in their process that's different to what they've been doing for the last four years on the game. Um, yeah. So there's there's stuff there that I think would be really interesting. It's maybe it's maybe not for everyone, like, um, but for me it's really interesting and i think there's a part of our of our audience on 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 our social channels that would be interested in seeing how that stuff is made as well oh 100 percent, 100 percent. i i definitely in in i i agree i think that the the animation team just with the the stuff with bell now uh in in interacting with her mm-hmm. it's in, in lorena too uh i yeah. know jokes aside uh about her <laughs> shouting i i it, it was such a it was such a a, a it was a moment where I was just kind of running around and I got up and I did my normal thing in the tavern where you, know, you wake up and you, you, you start grabbing stuff out of barrels mm-hmm. and I ran out and she shouted at me and I was like, I, I literally stopped dead in my tracks and I was like, what <laughs> did you, did, did you just say something to me? <laughs> you, you know me. You, you said you said hello it's it's like getting noticed by, by someone that you've admired for so long and, they, and they're like oh yeah you're that kid in that class that's a and you're like oh, you know and it, was, it was such a cool moment so i would i would love to hear from the animation team to to kind of talk about you know their their desires for that um God, if you guys could if you guys could start recording some of them the the voiceover things well that's a that's a really interesting one there's a few reasons why one there's a couple sometimes we can't um the voice Mm. record some of the voiceovers some some of them we do but um contractually we're not allowed to show them in certain contexts um so it's a a, a tricky one with that however i know that the the animators obviously when they're um <laughs> work you saw a little bit of this in the the pirates life um showcase video they record they they film everything they're doing as reference so mm-hmm. they've they've got loads of stuff um of them acting out different characters and stuff like that so um <laughs> yeah i think it'd be great to be able to sort of show some of that um later down the line yeah yeah that's and that's always kind of been the 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 caveat i think to to a lot of this content is it's i i understand that if it's something that you guys are working on for six months down the line Mm. that not only is it going to be six months before that content's out but i'm also okay waiting a few months after or you know whatever would be the the most optimal optimal time to kind of dive into it to Mm. kind of be like hey you remember that thing that you did uh back in the day well here's a little breakdown of what it was like to kind of make that moment Mm. and and just kind of uh i I think like um like the the there was never a a video for this and 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 it's kind of kind of tucked away in the world but there was the stuff that was going on uh with glitter beard that it was like i would have loved to have had 
a whole a whole video kind of breaking down and talking mm. about like who he was why he was so important mm. and and kind of just having a little bit of teases to set people off on the adventure mm -hmm. and and kind of be like you you may have noticed this and you may not understand the context of it but hopefully you realize that there is a whole thing involved with that and that, that's it's things like that that i think videos have an opportunity to use as a tool uh mm -hmm. in in trying to share some of the the really cool stuff that i think the team has done that while it was it was really cool in in the moment that that it came out uh it, it hasn't had it hasn't had the attention that sometimes stuff like that should have the attention for if that yeah. makes sense yeah I, I know what you're saying there i think um in in general like yeah that's a fair point um the gl glitter beard and like that voyage was an interesting one in the sense that obviously yeah it was um something that i don't think would have been right for us to sort of it's a tricky one because when we make a video it's ultimately it's a it's a it's a promotional tool no matter whether it's a a look back at how we made something like the actual oh, uh, like um the behind the scenes sort of aspect or whatever. it's like and yeah for, for me like that i don't think that would have been right for that voyage that voyage obviously meant so much to everyone in the studio um that i think yeah. it, it, just uh, being in the world organically and letting letting people discover it on their own um is kind of that was the entire point of that um i mean i i agree that again it's an amazing voyage and it's got some amazing it's got a lovely like obviously beautiful moments in it um and it would you're right it, i mean obviously people did that work it'd be great to to show that in some sort of capacity but i think for that one it was it was it's just hard it's hard for us to detach the fact that no matter what video we make it's always still a bit of a promotional tool um that's a really so, fair point I, I really hadn't considered that because you know when i see videos come from rare it's it's more of of the world that i live in mm -hmm. and for me it's it's more of having recognition of the stuff that i'm enjoying in the the life that i live where i, I spend my time on the seas and stuff like that sure, with the people yeah. that i spend time with so it to, to me everything that comes out i i I don't really think of it as promotional stuff, but you're, you are right. I, I, I always see it as a celebration and not mm. a promotion, yeah. um, which is, I guess, kind of, you know, my own, my own preference there, but you do bring up a really solid point. Uh, I mean, that, that is the, you're right. That, that is the spirit behind it. Like we're not, we're not, we're not cynically going, then this is how we will sell this <laughs> next thing. It's like, we are, we're genuinely trying to celebrate this stuff that we're all so passionate about. Um, but I, I think that the sort of reality um, that you've got to kind of step back and look at is, is like, oh, well, yeah, but ultimately it might mean that somebody downloads the game on Game Pass or whatever. Like, um, mm -hmm. so it's, I, I think, yeah, for, for that one, it was just that I don't think we would have, um, we would have left it just as a, this organic thing to, for people to discover in the game. Yeah. I guess it's up to uh, folks like myself then to 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 bring it up and, and try and uh, pass on that 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 intrigue and, and tell people like if you yeah. don't know you should and if you need help uh, let 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 me know because I, I think that's one of the things that with especially with that voyage in particular um, getting the necessary requirements for it can be tough especially mm. if you've only got like a couple people that you know. Uh, 
and and having communities help kind of facilitate that i think helps uh give people the opportunity to experience something that is probably one of the not gonna lie one of the best things i've ever seen in a video game and mm. and that's it it's hands down one of the most emotional things i've had so uh and the only reason i bring it up is because it's it's getting close to the the anniversary of it and, and it yeah. kind of like it's in it's in the back of my mind the the more it comes up and i'm going to be talking probably more about mm like how people can get into that and kind of trying to to showcase yeah, that a little yeah, bit yeah and I, I think that's absolutely fine i think you know in the sense that we want i actually find it amazing when people want to do see videos or, or screenshots of people maybe doing like the last part of it um mm. and that's great because that is that is a genuine celebration that's what we wanted to happen we wanted players to discover it and have this incredible moment like following the this the story of uh, glitter beard um yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think and that and that's that's how that it should live its life like and it's it's totally fine for people to explain how you go and do it like the, the nuts and bolts of like, you need this many players etc um mm -hmm. like that's fine because again it's about players saying all that it's about players discovering that and sharing their their story their experience from it um i think yeah like like i said i, I think us doing <laughs> that is is different but um I, I, yeah, I'm totally happy for and and love that people get to like like yourself get to to show it online. Hundred hundred percent respect that. That's a very valid a very valid perspective that I didn't I didn't think about and until now. And and I talked a little bit uh, with another dev about that recently, who mm -hmm. was very kind to me about uh, why they were going to kind of not not kind of pursue that that same track of and and it makes 100 percent sense now um coming mm -hmm. from that perspective uh so to kind of um talk a little bit about the just kind of like community in general uh from coming it from your perspective we were, we were just talking about glitter beard and how how great of an experience that is for communities and stuff where do you see like content from the community uh that that excites you um in in and i kind of think of like as a video producer like coming from a, a background of world of warcraft i'm mm -hmm. used to a lot of people diving into the game and making machinima out of it um mm -hmm. same thing with like halo with the uh, red versus blue um do you do you guys get inspired by seeing some of the community content for some of the the uh, cinematics and stuff that they're yeah out? Uh, absolutely like um there was i can't remember the, uh, who posted it unfortunately but there was one i saw just like last week that i was like ooh, i, I did like it on twitter like but it was i can't remember what it was but it was just like i was going oh god i, I actually was going how have they done this but then i was remembering back to how we did things before we had the cinematic camera and it's like they just have a ton of patience like mm -hmm. um even watching things like um i watched um spammels um yeah. recreating the 2015 trailer and seeing how <laughs> how difficult it was when yeah. you don't even have because we had it obviously at least some basic controls um like you know freeze time oh, yeah. of day for for example um that in itself would have just sped that up uh, massively so I, I have massive admiration um for anyone um trying to make cinematics in sea of thieves which is you know incredibly difficult because it's a a living breathing world with players who will come <laughs> in and annoy you and uh skellies who will pop up with an explosive barrel randomly <laughs> yeah. um yeah so it's it's uh, yeah it's amazing and yeah genuinely is inspiring in the sense that 
I see a lot of people trying to tell new stories as well. Obviously, we had um, people like Ghost Admiral trying to do um, the Christmas Carol one, and mm-hmm. I see a bunch of stuff like that. Um, and that's really one. cool. Like, um, but what about you? Yeah, what what examples have you got that the the Elgato one was one that just spoke to my heart uh, about Elgato, who was just kind of hanging out around uh, at the the Sea Dog Tavern in the middle of the spire and. Uh, he kind of found himself like stowed away on a sloop and and he was just kind of running around and it was so it was so like so innocent mm-hmm. in, a, in a game where you have so much um that can really kind of like you can get some sweaty pirates on the seas <laughs> and uh to have have stories like a elgato kind of pop up and and just tell a little it, there was nothing nothing major about it it was just a, a cute little story mm-hmm. uh so i see i think i see things like that and i and i keep thinking uh, if there's if there will ever be a time where that will be something that uh, the community will have more access to the tools that that you mm. get to to have in there because um, I know we have like private servers and stuff but I was yeah I always wonder like do you want that for the 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 community or or is that something that I, is tough to speak to I I would love it like it's um it would be amazing to be able to expose some of the the tools that we use um in our builds um and i think you're right the the right place for that would be within something like private servers Mm -hmm. um i i know that speaking to the people who know more about the tech than i do that it's actually an incredible challenge for them to do at this point um Mm -hmm. i think that being said there's probably a way to expose some of what we use not all for sure like but there's probably a way it's got to also be exposed in a way that's kind of user friendly um ours is very yeah uh, like i mean when we are doing it you know there's a bit of command line and there's a bit of debug stuff and it's all so it's all a bit kind of it's it's not stuff that you know the average player would be even if they saw it he's like no i'm not interested um <laughs> so um i think th- th- there'd be some work to do to even take some of the most basic stuff like i say like ma- being able to fly around like as a camera like like you know that in itself we have to make sure there's a lot of there's a lot of even if we're doing it in private servers there's a lot of stuff that obviously would affect the game all up um yeah because even you know there'd be stuff in the world that suddenly you would be able to get a viewpoint on that you're not meant to get a viewpoint on you know um Mm -hmm. so it'd be a tricky thing to balance but i think it would be incredible because you know going back to halo back in halo 3 i used to use um like the like replays and we'd go and little capture little clips and make little cinematics of our, our multiplayer games um oh, so i know cool. how i know how powerful it can be and how cool it can be to sort of see a moment that you were you know it was a, it was your moment it was something you were a part of to be able to then go and show that off in a slightly more cinematic way um yeah it would be amazing um it's not something that i think you're gonna see soon um but i know there was there's a bit of discussion around private servers and how what else we can do with private servers um beyond obviously just giving a space for people to set up things like their own events or whatever mm-hmm. yeah i i'm i'm hoping that that's uh that that's a track that 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 will will kind of uh be expanded upon in the future because it's at least from my perspective where mm. where i i'm i don't have access to them 
but it's something like if it were added as uh as as an example like another revenue stream for the for the studio like being able mm-hmm. to pay for a, a custom server yeah. that is an easy expense for me to justify uh just for the sh- sake of having my own community to be able to to foster uh yeah. like you know lessons to learn with like a, a sherpa program or just having general kind of hangouts and even if it's not something that that directly translates to the live game as far as you know, commendations or achievements or gold mm-hmm. or any of that, just having uh, a way to share an experience in a world where it's a little more catered has always, has always been something that I think like there, there's a, a moment of storytelling that could, could really be fostered uh, with things like cinematics and things like that, being able to plan all that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I still can't believe that some of the people that are able to do some of the stuff that that you guys do on a regular basis are doing this in in a live world if if oh, they aren't using private servers yeah it's crazy like it's it, like i say massive admiration for what they're doing in the sense that like they have the ultimate <laughs> they have the ultimate patience um yeah um but uh yeah like like i would love to see something um happen around that but um nothing nothing to like say nothing to really announce now um yeah but yeah absolutely find having better ways for people to showcase the game uh, on social media is always a good thing you know if there's someone mm-hmm. else out there making great trailers for sea of thieves i'd be very happy like <laughs> do you do you like the fact that uh that the emotes are are kind of been because uh, i think this was something that um was kind of with uh, a lot of the folks that came over from Linehead, uh, like a lot of the the emo wheel and stuff is pulled from a, a previous game. I think it was, oh, I don't think it was Fable. I can't remember what game it was, but I remember seeing one of Linehead Studios games and they had like an emo wheel and it looked almost almost on par with what we're what we have in Sea of Thieves. Uh, do you do you guys like how do you guys go about using? the emotes and stuff when you're trying to build out the the videos like is that you all kind of hanging out and trying to capture footage uh on your own doing it or or do you guys are you able to do scripts and stuff to time that out because i know back in the day you had to time that stuff out if you if you wanted to get stuff done at the same time but nowadays it feels yeah i i wish (laughs) again that we had something (laughs) as as nice as being able to say and at 0.5 seconds this emote will trigger no no it's still (laughs) it's still literally if there's a player on screen that does something that isn't just a looping emote um that's that's a person playing the game like and me going okay and three two one go and then like uh, yeah so it's it's we're still at that um so (laughs) That's, yeah that's so crazy that's so amazing that you guys are still able to that that's the way you guys have to go about doing it because it really does speak to just how much effort goes into just the the couple minutes of a video mm-hmm. that you, you guys are walking around and then you know the camera pans out from uh the the bow of a galleon where people are like fishing and sailing and then next thing you know there's a couple people like doing emotes yeah. on a dock and it's like, <laughs> there's a lot going on with <laughs> the videos have gotten so much more complex so it's it's really amazing to see that you guys have been <laughs> doing that for so long and it's still still kind of done the same way yeah i mean and, and that sort of like it, it kind of speaks to the potential that the sea of thieves has as a sort of machinima um you know vehicle yeah. like um 
you can definitely i mean some of our you know the camera movements don't have to be particularly fancy like like i said it could you could go back to how we used to it and just walk really slowly like <laughs> um change your fov if you want to change your focal length like um yeah all that sort of stuff um i <laughs> used to do that when i was trying to get a good photo of something if i or, or back in the day before we had uh the accessibility to change the color of the x's mm. uh whenever i was playing if i couldn't quite tell on paradise valley like where that x was i would just go in and tweak the, the focal length the fov and get a yeah. little bit closer to that map <laughs> um so yeah like i think um yeah, we, we we still do things in a very sort of machinima style way, like um, which can you know it's it, like it, the game. I think well, just to be completely clear, obviously there there are obviously ways that we could do this non machinima, um, mm -hmm. but it's almost it's almost the byproduct of like I was telling saying earlier on about yeah. part of the the sort of initial brief around how we wanted to show the game was to be very authentic um which meant we did a lot of well everything was just like yeah we use the game we just play the game and then if the game looks good it looks good um that sort of stuck with us um and we we all a lot of the video team now just has this sort of inbuilt sort of um we know like our, our thumbs now know how to move very slowly on the thumbstick <laughs> like, um but yeah I, I think um it would be interesting to and like sorry i was going to say yeah the there would be other ways to do it, obviously through because obviously the game's made in unreal so we could do things like use an unreal sequencer yeah. um to to sort of play things out but it's it also just doesn't you've got to be careful with stuff like that because obviously when you're doing things in, in sequencer in the editor it's like you've got again you're trying to make sure it represents the game exactly as it is and mm -hmm. so um i think that it's nicer to have that distinction between cinematics maybe having a bit more spit and polish put on them um you know extra lights etc i think yeah. it's always it's, it's it, it genuinely is i think quite important to make sure that when we're showing something as an update to the game um that it represents the game as close as we can and it was just the perfect way to do that yeah you guys you guys really kill it i mean like if, if you watch i mean if anyone listening is is going through the videos and, and watching what you guys do aside from the the pans that you do like pulling out from a, a close-up of a couple pirates to pull into a different scene where it's all of the pirates like mm. all of that stuff outside of the the camera action itself everything that everyone's doing is is all stuff that you can do in game which is mm -hmm. insane when i think about like the trying to grab a, a tribute chest and run out of a vault and have it <laughs> right at the right moment where you know, the the door is going to slam like yeah. i can't imagine how many takes it must oh, have taken god yeah you just, re just reminded me of that like i'd, I'd <laughs> block that away um <laughs> Yeah, that literally was. Let let's start the vault and then listen for like watch the door going down its down through its stages and then being like, okay, I th like I mean we'd, we'd run it once and go like, okay, from the door falling down to its last point to slamming closed as of what's that? That's fifteen seconds, right? Okay, we like we'd stop watch it like, and then be like, how long does it take me to run from here to here? Right, it takes me about three seconds. Okay, and then we so we'd get to that 
12 second mark and be like and go and then just hope that you just make it through like so many takes where it just slamming in front of the person's face like um it's yeah yeah i, I, I can do a little bit of that when <laughs> I, I was making the i was making a video about um the tall tale uh dark brethren court uh mm. with tall tale and i had a uh, captain dead eye dre with me uh, and drunken bear and we were we were it was after everything had kind of finished in that scene and we were just using the room as a set and the whole goal of it was i just wanted to have a couple pirates who wasn't just me uh running yeah. over to the table to take a look at the table and just kind of showcase it for for b-roll mm -hmm. and it was it was so crazy because it was literally like the exact same thing it was like i was the camera i was just going to slowly pan towards <laughs> the table and then as i was moving i was like okay three two one start walking move around drunken bear come up to the table dre lift up your lantern yeah. and it, you know, <laughs> trying to direct these uh these moments was it was such a, a it was a fun experience but i i can imagine like when you're on a deadline uh for, <laughs> for that video it, it can be tough so I, i'm kind of curious um how many videos are you always like do you have multiple videos that you're working on at different stages of production at one time or do you generally try to focus on just like one or two like what is what is your day-to-day -day when that comes um yeah there's always a bunch of stuff on the go at the same time um for example um so the cinematic trailer safe for adventures if we take that as an example, mm -hmm. the the cinematic trailers were already in production on the well, we've got the scripts up to the fifth one. We're in actual production on the third one uh, in terms of actually capturing stuff and um, animation, etc. Um, the when we're doing content updates or um, CFTs news, there's a, there's a, actually a, an overlap all the time. And you've got people mm. like we've got people on the team who are working on like say titles and stuff like that. So they're working on the sort of graphics side of it as well. Oh, um, man. If, so, I, if I could get those fonts, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like there's always maybe like at least two or three kind of actively on the go. And then things like, you know, writing trailers, writing VO scripts, stuff like that as well. Um, and then, like, say, we're going to record VO sessions for trailers, etc. It's, it's, yeah. There's, there's a lot on. We're always kind of busy, um, but it, but it's great. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting this year, certainly, because more, like I said, we're doing more than ever. Um, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a, a fun time for the team. Busy but fun. So the okay, I want to end on this um because i'm i'm in I, i'm really curious with a, a pirate's life uh I, I can't recall the studio but i remember there was um, a lot of rejoicing going around about uh some of the work that had been done to kind of make the trailer for a pirate's life mm. and I, I'm, I'm curious is there another team that you guys usually work with outside of the studio in-house to, to yep. kind of do work and then yes yeah so what, what's kind of the workload balance between them and, and what you guys are working on? So we only ever, it's, so it's the, the company that we work with, they are a company called Real Time, um, and they do lots of different That's game it. trailers. Um, but um, we only ever work on, work with them on the, the, the cinematics. Um, so okay. all, the, all the other videos that you see are just handled internally. Um, and then usually it'll be, we'll be 
feedback we'll be directing obviously laying out the trailer we edit those trailers um we direct those trailers but they are the people that actually build up the scale up the team to sort of have animation and all that there animators and vfx artists on on those cinematic trailers ready to go it's a weird one as well obviously because in the sense that it's all all done in unreal still yeah. um so it's actually still completely reliant on the work being done in rare in the sense of the character models the environments the vfx all that sort of stuff it's like but then we have a team at real team real time who bring all that together do the cameras and and sort of bring it bring it to life that's amazing yeah the the trailers that that have uh, pirates life was really just exceptional like it was just such a an amazing moment and, and <laughs> i've watched it so many times um well so that, that was um that was we started that trailer earlier than any other trailer that we've ever made um because we obviously hit the <laughs> it was such a massive deal um mm-hmm. um and we knew it was uh, going to be our e3 trailer as well so it was like it had to be special um and so that was that uh, gosh like I, when did i start that actually we probably would have so it was obviously debuted in june i think mm-hmm. we started that in october the year before oh um God. so yeah that was that was a long one um for us because it's not usually as long as that um yeah. and it's yeah. like three minutes long for, yeah <laughs> for that trailer that's a yeah. long lead time for that and it's because it's, it's 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 something that you've got really there's so many you know it, it was such a big one in terms of um getting the message right and getting the feel right you know there was there was variations of it while it was just existed in sort of storyboard and vo form where mm. it played out differently and you're going and it's a tricky one as well because you're going like all right okay the a pirate's life was such a varied sort of experience that there was a lot for us to pick and choose from in terms of what are we going to show um so it's then going like all right okay um what 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 should we show here like what's the structure how how much do we want to tease that it's you know that this is pirates of the caribbean versus coming yeah. out and actually saying this is pirates of the caribbean um so finding much, that balance is, is is tricky how much control do you have on that like do you get the final say on on these videos or Th- like that that was the amazing thing like i i genuinely didn't know what to expect into going into working with uh disney but yeah they gave us so much free reign to because i think it was and a lot of that came from just how amazing the vision that mike had was because mm-hmm. he had really gave them the confidence that basically this was in the hands of massive fans people who respected the work knew the history of the work like mm-hmm. mike obviously was not just a fan of the films but it was like and in, had insane knowledge about the ride um yeah as well an unhealthy um, amount yeah he, he, <laughs> maybe a little therapy in, involved <laughs> and so they they i think they were like well you, you guys have got this like you know what you're doing again i remember <laughs> like the vo sessions for that because we actually recorded them in a slightly different way that um a lot of that was handled in the in the states um and really? yeah like so it'd be mike and i on zoom calls at like 1am in the morning um oh man and um i remember them talking about the script and saying again this is one of the best scripts we've been 
given like so all credit goes to to mike and chris on that like in terms of pulling something off that disney were incredibly happy with um and that they knew that again from that they knew that we were kind of going to treat the, the the franchise with respect um so again we didn't have a, a ton that we had to change um on it at all from what we wanted to do like that that trailer is essentially what we wanted to make in the first place but that's cool that's really fun do you do you spend a lot of time uh your own personal time kind of working out like storyboards for for a lot of the videos like is that like yeah. or do you have folks um, that you kind of entrust with that i mean when it comes to storyboards like uh, you wouldn't want me to actually draw them no <laughs> certainly not <laughs> um but um I, like because quite often with the cinematic trailers um what i'll do is i'll chat to designers so chat to mike and people like chris davies and stuff like that um and maybe chat to like some of the writers like so um, chris alcock or or kate um and get an idea of what they're wanting to do in the in game and then i'll go away and sort of figure out i'll i'll write a script um for the trailer um mm that um sort of okay how would i set those events up or whatever um or how would i show off that thing in a really cool way so it's i think and i i do, do think that's important that you've got to write when it's something as condensed as a trailer you've got to write it knowing how you're going to show it off and that's often i know that can feel like obviously you're kind of taking a job away from someone there a writer but it's like when it's uh when it's a short lead times and um like I say, a condensed runtime, you've got, you kind of want to know, like, I'm going to do, the camera's going to move down here. They, like, I'm going to have yeah. this person step in here. Like, and so usually once I've written a script, the next step will do a sort of scratch VO sort of with temp music and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be like usually me just doing different voices. Um, and then we'll pass that by Mike um, and Joe. And if they are like, yeah, that sounds good. There'll be maybe some feedback on the script, etc. But usually we get the structure down pretty early um, and then kind of go, go from there and build it out. Wow. That's, that's so cool. I, 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 those, those are the types of meetings that I wish I was in, sitting <laughs> in on and just kind of like, like there's so many little inputs and it, like, I, I think everyone that loves something has uh, an opinion about it and, and, it, mm. it's exactly how i kind of come at things because i've always i've always got feelings on on that and stuff but there's so many so many times where I, i'm sitting back and i'm thinking like oh god i, w- I wish i would have loved to have seen like if they'd kind of taken this and maybe twisted mm. that a little bit and just turned a couple knobs here and there but it's yeah. it's so cool to to think about like how much fun you guys probably have just being able to build out some of these opportunities to showcase the the content that's coming down the pike and and, and really kind of yeah. show off some of that fun stuff and and knowing ahead of time what's going to be happening before maybe some other teams have gotten a chance to really dig in and see like oh really we're we're doing that that's yeah okay. yeah you know again I, I feel i feel really lucky like i was actually speaking to chris um alcock recently and he's been working on uh stuff for later adventures and he sent me a little scene that he'd written and that it got me excited i was like oh what we're doing that <laughs> like um and so oh, yeah no I, I feel i feel just as excited about creating this stuff um as as like you know any other fan like of the game man that's crazy i need to talk to to him i, I he's on my on my uh list of of wants to mm, uh, to dive yeah. into hopefully 
hopefully after the second book comes out and I get a chance to to read it and I actually do a proper proper finishing part two of of the first book uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll see if I can get him convince him <laughs> to to come on and talk with me and stuff yeah Chris uh, is great yeah well I mean all you guys are I I, I don't <laughs> legit like i i can't think of anyone on the team that i've talked to that i that i am just like i don't really want to talk to them again it's like no i i there's every i mean outside of of uh joni ghosting me all the time which breaks my just absolutely breaks my heart um i i love i love talking to to everyone so if there was ever an i mean genuinely if i could work for the studio and just in in (laughs) not not let, let like walk up and just be like john i know that you're super busy and you've got little passion projects that you would love to just do all the fun stuff with if i could have just the podcast i would do, i would i promise i would treat it right i would i would treat it so right it would be taken care of it would get little treats all the time and i would get it all the love it deserved and then I'd probably spin off a rare one that would <sighs> dive into the history of the company and start doing some, some each game and dive, deep dives into that. <laughs> and then eventually I'd kick up another podcast forever wild and we'd be diving into that one and I'd, I'd take good care and you wouldn't have to worry. That's- <laughs> I'll, I'll pass that clip on to the higher ups and uh, <laughs> see what they say. <laughs> they'd be like well first off he has to move to england because that's not yeah. our work <laughs> and second he has to he has to figure out what a cv is compared to a resume <laughs> and then work that out and then he might actually uh, get past the uh, the hr <laughs> that's if microsoft likes him uh yeah. well i i don't want to keep you much longer um i'm gonna i have to try and reset my sleep schedule which is is hard because i i'm not tired at all right now but i have to figure that oh. out uh so because technically in uh 24 hours i'm gonna have to be awake in six hours and i haven't slept yet so ah. that's gonna be a fun one to to work out yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i don't but, envy you Oh no! Don't don't ever. Um, you've got you've got a much better much better position than than where I'm sitting. So please. Uh, but thank you for coming on. Um, I I'm, I'm that's a pleasure. I love chatting with you. There's so many people that uh, I, I I still want to get John uh, McFarlane back on to to do another interview because the the interview that I got him on was when his laptop was in uh, the shop and and he had to do it all oh, no. on the phone. And I was so bummed about that. And I felt so bad because I was like, man, I'm being really selfish here. <laughs> uh, so I, I need to I need to, to have like a proper apology for him and, and uh, stuff. But it was it was really good to get a chance to, to talk with you because I feel like not only have you given something to me as far as the podcast is concerned, but I've I've genuinely loved all the stuff that you do. And I. I, oh, I, I'm you. just so happy that he, that you, John, Joe, like every, everyone at the team has just been so, so positive about the game always. No, and th- well, thank you for, for like, honestly, the Keelhold podcast, like it's a great thing. And we're, we're, ama- we're amazed when it, like, I, we, I know there's people who listen to it on the team. So um, it's, it's incredible that you keep on doing it. And yeah, thank you for being such a great part of the, the community as well. Oh no, that's that's easy. I I just wanted to start talking about this game, and and people came and apparently wanted to listen to me talk about the game. So I don't know how that <laughs> happened, uh, but it, it's it's because you guys made a really awesome game, and it's because 
well honestly it's because of the, the the showcase that you guys put out that it just it's so alluring as a as a pirate fan in general so please mm. keep it up and i <laughs> hopefully i'm looking forward to this this next season uh with oh, the yeah. adventures and the and the the mysteries and stuff and and you guys are killing it so i'm, oh, I'm yeah. excited we, we never even touched on mysteries but yeah oh, that'll, that'll remain a mystery oh Dang it! I, I, and it's too because I haven't I have it on my notes too. I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to talk about mysteries and ARGs getting put into the videos and stuff. But well, yeah, you, you'll have to keep your eyes peeled for things in the background. Like, <laughs> You've trained no, us no, well. Nowhere so. is safe. Nowhere is safe. Like, <laughs> mysteries will touch all. <laughs> it's awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for for coming by. Um, and and I can't wait to to see how the rest of this year is going to go because I just the way you guys are talking about it, I I don't know how you can top a pirate's life, but you guys are you guys are talking like it's going to be even bigger than a pirate's life. So I'm I'm excited at this point. Yeah, I'm excited too. I think this year is is genuinely going to be going to be awesome. Uh, and yeah, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's been great, great chatting to you. Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the Keelhauled Podcast. Thank you again to John McMurtry, the video producer over at Rare, who was kind enough to give his time to me and just make this a much easier episode to make uh, because I didn't have to try and talk around uh, Shrouded Island spoils, which I was hoping to to kind of put off till uh, next week's episode when we get into the uh, Gold Hoarder episode with the community members from the Patreon. Uh, they're the ones that are going to be jumping in to talk about things. Uh, I definitely have some thoughts and some some questions for them regarding some of the things as far as like the pirate legend content uh with the weapons and and uh the changes that were going to be done to achievements or things like that uh just overall impressions and then i think next week the week afterwards if things go well i have another streamer that's going to be coming on for an interview uh for the the top of march i believe is is what we have penciled in i need to double check on that as i'm speaking it so i'm probably going to be wrong or have to change it in the in the future so uh but i wanted to thank you all for listening to this episode uh, much longer episode than than normal so hopefully you enjoyed the conversation that we had uh and yeah so if you want to get a hold of me there's plenty of ways to do that head over to twitter uh at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n you can always send an email in uh if you want to be read out on the podcast at c-a-p-t l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com also, if you want, join the podcast uh, Discord. The Discord has a Sherpa program where you can join up and start learning how to play Sea of Thieves if you're not sure. We've got some uh, masters uh, of, of the sea out there kind of teaching people how to learn the ropes per se as well as physically uh, get better at cannon shots, PvP, you know, how to get the most gold per hour, things like that. So that's always going on in the Discord. Just reach out to them if you have any questions uh, or if you just want to come hang out and chat with other pirates. There's plenty of ways to to do so so uh with that pirates i think that's gonna do it so uh thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves
My name is Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of the DL Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, People never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart and their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing.